This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Hey everybody, Murph here with an announcement about the campaign finale. Next week, we will be live streaming episode 100 on our Twitch on Saturday, May 9th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. The format won't be any different. It'll just be the episode audio with some art, but we wanted to have a chance for the community to listen together live. Our Twitch is twitch.tv slash nadpod. That's Saturday, May 9th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv. TV slash NADDPOD. Next Thursday, we'll post an announcement as a reminder, and we'll let you know if the schedule changes, so be on the lookout for that. Um, we'll also be posting the um, episode audio into the regular podcast feed um, a Saturday night after the episode is done airing on Twitch. Um, in the meantime, we wanted to once again thank everyone who's out there having to work amongst all of this craziness, medical workers, delivery people, warehouse workers, any employees in any stores that are still open. Thank you and stay safe. Now on with the show. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. I'm your Dungeon Master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, Shorefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin. Hitting them dorks with the polymorphs. Oh, okay. <laughs> now that's how you force a rhyme. Really? I actually, I was very excited to have the word dork. I was like, oh. I can't believe I've never used that word in an intro before. Oh, I was just referencing Turtis. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. It was a Turtis. I mean, it wasn't as good a slant rhyme as Turtis, <laughs> but it was pretty close. I mean, I definitely want my next character to say the word dork a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we've got Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togol the Fifth, Maze Master, Gay Disaster. Let's do this. All right, babies. That's a t-shirt. Guys, the pen ultimate ep. Is everybody excited and sad? <laughs> I'm not emotionally ready. I got stage nerves, baby. I'm I'm feeling itchy. Me too. Whoa. 
Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. You know what? Let's get right into it. Let's do a little recap. So last week, you guys faced the Wraith of Pestilence, who had corrupted Erdan and the dragon Coixis. The Wraith quickly revealed that it was working in tandem with the Horsemen of War, or the Dork of War, uh, who had <laughs> Thank you. taken... Oh, go easy on him, man. <laughs> Please don't call me a dork. Don't call me a dork. <laughs> The Dork of War had taken <laughs> an army of mind-controlled trolls uh, to the One Hells in an attempt to steal the Hellfire Crown. Moonshine and Mima uh, plane shifted, then helped Pendergreens escape on a motorcycle, while Bev and Hard One battled the Wraith of Pestilence. Uh, during the fight, Beverly was trapped in a powerful maze spell, but escaped after following Erdan's familiar bubbles and receiving guidance from Erdan himself. Uh, Returns to the material plane, Bev and Hard One were able to defeat their corrupted friends, but not before Coixis killed Balnor and badly damaged his body. Meanwhile, in the One Hells, Moonshine and Mima were able to defeat the motorcycle trolls uh, with the help of Pendergreens, then used a pixie polymorph combo to quickly womp the Horsemen of War into oblivion. Moonshine returned to the material plane, and together you held hands around Balnor as Bev cast a powerful raise dead spell after two failed death saves. In the ultimate butthole-clenching moment of the podcast, Balnor (laughs) uh, then succeeded three times in a row and was revived. His wounds uh, seemed to heal up with divine power as he took his first breath, and that is where we are now. So you guys are still in the middle of the city, near the scattered bones of Quixis and the signs of your battle. Uh, people nearby are passed out in the streets due to the effects of uh, Pestilence's spell. Uh, you guys all kneel around Balnor as he hugs you and takes labored breaths. Ah, I saw I saw the light. I thought I was I you thought I was a goner. What what light did you see? Uh, just a kind of a bright white light and then I saw some 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 darkness and and uh, Lydia Stormborn was there and she was like oh. it's not it's not your your time yet you you have Sounds to about right. you have to I've been you there. have to go back and right. right right wow that type of deal and yeah yeah it was i don't feel you see he starts oh, vomiting vomiting up anti-life matter <laughs> Um, and you guys see... Oh, here, I can make a tonic for you. I know how to deal with that. <laughs> uh, you guys see, after a moment, uh, Balnor passes out. Oh, hard one. Give him that berry now. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, of course. I um, search my pocket having eaten the berry. <laughs> <laughs> you find some... You have, like, jammy fingers um, <laughs> from having squeezed berry juice into your mouth. and just. I thought you were going to do your thing, so I figured we had just time. Just put it in it. my hand, and I'll mash okay. it up into a paste. <laughs> I, Hardwin tries to retch. Uh, <laughs> Hardwin starts gagging. Moonshine uh, could solve this, but she sits back and watches the show. Um, it does seem like Balnor is okay. He's just exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, he seems stable, uh, but he looks like he's going to need some rest. Okay, th- I think this y'all, is- I think this is just the effects of Ray's dead because it is not as uh, gentle of a resurrection spell as others. It's right. a heck of a spell. It's yeah. a heck of a spell. That's yes. some powerful magic, young Bev. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty exhausted myself after that one. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, you but see, but you did beatifically. Thank you very much. Uh, you guys see Mima, um comes over and um, 
uh, gently picks up Balnor, and she goes, we should uh, get him to your ship. He's going to need some time to recover. Yeah. You did, yes. you did good, Beverly. I don't think a revivify would have cut it in this case. That's, that's good to know. I went with my gut on this one, and it, it seemed like the right move. Yeah, it definitely was. Good job, kid. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> I oh, barf up Whoa. a little. Okay, that was good berries. Well. You've been eating good berries, too. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone stop getting into the good berries. They were They're in the so breakfast scones. They should be called grape berries, honestly. <laughs> Mima has just popped a little berry as she like went and picked up Balnor. Y'all. y'all this is serious, y'all. We need to focus <laughs> up, right? Hey, we must conserve the good berries. What are y'all doing? They're I too swear. sweet. Oh, Melora. Everybody Melora, needs a berry. Still my heart. Every once in a while. Still my rage, Melora. Sometimes the berries all that'll do. <laughs> um, so you guys see that as you all pick up Balnor and begin heading back to the ship, other people around the city begin to pop up. Yeah, you see, how's everyone oh, doing? They look okay. You see the sturdier folks, like guards and warriors and whatnot, in their like. Uh, bright plate mail and cooter. Um, <laughs> you guys don't see cooter right now. He's what? he was at the university uh, where he attacked Balnor and stabbed him. He's got a big bushel of berries and he's doing what he does best. Mima, um, um, do you know if there were any casualties from this uh, amongst the folk? You know the common populace. Uh, you see. She looks around, and yeah, you guys see that like guards are waking up and stuff, and then they're followed by kind of the normal everyday citizens. You see like older people and kids and stuff. Oh, okay. And there's All there's right. a murmur of confusion, um, but you do hear people like crying out in pain in the distance, okay. and this is the aftermath of an attack of a tragedy. So okay. if- you see, Mima nods and she goes, "Ah." Uh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I, 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 I think it's unlikely that we got out of this unscathed. Okay, well, will y'all bring Balnor to the ship, and I might start making the rounds, doing a little medicine woman routine. Uh, you see, uh, she nods, and she goes, let's get Balnor back, and I'll come with you. We'll do it together. Okay. Great. So um, you guys see, uh, yeah, there's... There's this calm chaos around the city where it's nothing violent. There's no riots or like people going crazy or anything. It's just the aftermath of this insane thing where the entire city uh, had insane bloodlust and then was knocked out. Like people jumped out of windows to get to you. Um, people fell out of you know the windows of their homes and things like that. People broke their doors down to try to get to you. Um, so there is kind of uh, this the aftermath of this chaos. Um, you guys also see as you're walking away from the site of your battle, um, you guys see the de-animated skeleton of Bubbles the cat who <gasps> lies on the earth uh, peacefully. Bubbles. And as oh. you um, pass it, you see a vision of a ghostly black cat uh, rush <gasps> off in the direction uh, that you saw the visions of like Erdan and Coexis and Shadowfell. Oh. oh. I, I hug Papa so tight. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they're all together, at least. Um, I, I think we also got to give them bones a proper burial. I'll scoop oh, yeah, the bones. You scoop the bones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this looks like a situation where, like, uh, Bubbles was probably just Erdan's regular familiar, a cat who died mm, that yeah. Erdan brought back to life. And now yeah. that Erdan's not here anymore, they're both, you know, ghosts on another plane. He still deserves a proper burial. These bones deserve their final resting place. Right, yeah. 
I, I pinch my nose and I pick up all of Quix's bones too. <laughs> I put them in a bag. Uh, absolutely, absolutely enormous bones. You get yeah, like, those I, we might just build a museum like, around. You huh? get like one bone in your bag and it just like encumbers <gasps> you. <laughs> Right, maybe I'll leave these for the soldiers. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be cool to make some armor. Actually, can we take it so that someday when I'm a dragon rider, my dragon can wear bone armor? Uh, yeah, it's going to take a little bit. Uh, you guys take a... I just put a sticky note on all of them. Property of Moonshine Seven. <laughs> property of Moonshine Seven. Claimed. Claimed. You, claimed. Mark, you mark the bones. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty stinky. I don't think anyone was going to take them, but that's probably a I good sh- idea. Hey, Moonshine, let's. I'll lick them so no one else wants them. Hold <laughs> Thank on. you so much, R1. If you could, I get lick all the bones. This, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, Mima goes. I think people aren't going to be that concerned about the bones, <laughs> considering they all were just uh, undermined. Uh, I go into uh, like I go into a thrift store anxiety mode where I'm in competition with everyone around me for the best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't forget the metatarsals. I like just oh yeah, pour put my name a huge on that. Pound of knuckles into the bag. <laughs> you, you guys hear just Balnor tossing and turning in his coma. Just oh, we gotta go. Right, 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 right. You stay can't focused, put stay focused. everything in the bag. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're, you can't disrespect the bag like oh, this. We need him now more than ever. Yeah, you're doing it. You don't put the small bones on the bottom. They'll get crushed <laughs> by the big bones. Save the metatarsals for last. <laughs> Yeah, let's get to the ship. Uh, sweet. Yeah. So um, a few minutes later, um, you guys get to the Stormborn, and you see that at first the ship is rattling in the wind, um, but after a moment, you guys see that the arcane bubble goes back up. Um, it seems like Lucanus or whoever <sighs> else um, must have restored it as soon as they got their wits about them. All right. It's good to have dads. Does it? Does it? Stink like my daddy's magic. Hmm. <laughs> Go ahead and give me an Arcana check <laughs> <laughs> with advantage because you know your daddy's magic. An almost imperceptible bit of crick stink. Nat twenty. <laughs> yes. Uh, that that is the distinct barrier of a dirty daddy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You see a mana worm just like surrounding the barrier. <laughs> yeah. You see like little worms in the <laughs> as a barrier. Around Damn, it. Damn, that's Peepaw Luke stink if I ever knew it. Um, <laughs> so you guys see, yeah, that the, the ship was kind of um, moving in the wind here. It was like tethered to this like air dock uh, up on the side of the city. But now it just kind of like sits there floating calmly, levitating. You see that the city is once again protected and the Stormborn rests easily uh, in the sky at this air dock. Uh, you guys see Cordon, the gold kobold, and the rest of the crew rush up to greet you. Ah, I see you've gotten everything back in order. How was, uh, you were gone for a while. Was everything okay? Hey, Butler. Uh, yes, well, uh, nobody recorded the movie, so we can't show you that, but right. um, we can give you a quick recap for sure, yeah. We gave him a quick recap, and then we, I really try to pivot, I really try to emphasize that the bones of this corrupt uh, dragon will be used to protect a future dragon. Uh, yeah, you see that Cordon is deeply offended by the idea of reincarnating a dragon and okay. using it for cool. necrotic means. So okay. he goes, <gasps> an insult to I, nature and the sky. Never. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, as you guys are talking about dragons and stuff, <laughs> Balnor's just like <laughs> nearly dead in Mima's damn, arms. Damn, oh, and Cordon goes, oh, um, should we get him to a bed? Yes, yes, right away. Let's let's bring him to the to the captain's quarters. Ah, uh, good. I've already I've already redone it. 
Uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, Did one. you lift any floorboards? I grab them by the neck. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I found all of the art and I've hung it tastefully. I, uh, <laughs> tastefully, you fucking pervert. You probably painted him yourself. A pervert? Why am I a pervert? You do kind of read like a pervert a little bit, me? Cordon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm it's teasing. The bow ties. It's the bow ties. All right. Everyone, let's get your nearly dead friend into bed. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's ha- let's check out the captain court. I don't know what art he found in there, but oh I, yeah, what art was down there? It, it looked. This was not my ship. I inherited it. It's not my stuff. <laughs> it looked like it was an artist that was really obsessed with the female dwarf form. The female. Oh, huh. my, it makes it makes sense because my dad. Um, um <laughs> I also found it. <laughs> <laughs> Hard one throws up anti-life matter. Is this shit contagious? <laughs> so Cordone uh, leads you guys uh, to the captain's quarters where he's already done a lot of redecorating. You see the bed has been made. There are little plants by the window and he has framed um, some of Hard One's artwork. It's beautiful. It there looks is like, it's nothing like minimalist. more tasteful yeah. about a nude than when it's framed. So I really yeah. do appreciate this touch. That is a, that is a nice butler's touch. <laughs> yeah, you see, yeah, you see Mima you. looks at it and she just goes, just as Melora made her. Just as Melora made her. We appreciate the nude food, the nude form. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad this art that was just laying around the cabin done by someone else uh, is serving a purpose, actually. This is pretty cool. Um, do we believe him or do we know that this is how uh, Hard one, go ahead and give me a deception check. Uh, that is, that's an eight. An eight. <laughs> a bit, uh, but it's a nat eight. Even, I give him a tiny thumbs up. Yeah, even with your yeah. passive insights, uh, you guys you guys know. Cool. Yeah, I, cool. I wink at him and say, the crosshatching is amazing. <laughs> I shouldn't have signed him, huh? I like the underboob. <laughs> so you guys um, place uh, Balnor in the bed and tuck him in. Uh, he's sleeping deeply, almost, uh, he's like near in a coma, um, but as you watch him, you see that his breathing uh, is consistent. He's breathing these slow breaths, uh, but they're deep breaths, and he seems um, like he's going to recover. I get uh, some butt heavy and an IV drip for him. <laughs> he <laughs> dies immediately. <laughs> it's diluted. <laughs> just this, just a watered down. Uh, it's butt like heavy morphine IV. to him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he seems to be doing better, but uh, uh, looks kind of sweaty and red faced. Um, I take his shoes if he's, off. I I don't know uh, how badly he took everything, but tomorrow I can cast regenerate on him. Mm. Cool. Based on, let's uh, try and help him heal. Um, from yeah. whatever sort of uh, went on inside his body during that process. Great. Uh, yeah, you see, after a few minutes, Lucanus appears in the ship, like teleports there. Uh, you see he rushes over and he hugs you, Moonshot, and he goes, oh, my daughter, I'm so sorry. I was afflicted. I don't know how Beba. I was so hoodwinked. I'm a fool. I'm a fool for not seeing it coming. Beba, your best friend in the world is the one who uh, was the puppet that was being you know, made to dance before you. I absolutely understand. And, you know, honestly, I, yeah, I caught on pretty quick. So it, it's all good. It's <laughs> you all did, good. You were brilliant. You used counterspell. My daughter used counterspell. <laughs> <laughs> he starts crying. Oh, people. <laughs> all right. Well, I need to be getting the city under control. Where is Erdan? Oh. Uh, uh, um. He was... 
fully consumed by the wraith. Yeah. I think he's maybe been gone for a little bit. I'm sorry, I didn't know that you didn't know that. You see, you read the emotion on Lucanus's face for a moment, just this, you know, look of shock and hurt. Um, but then he quickly kind of just takes in a big swallow and, and just goes, right, well, Erdan would want us to get things under control and to protect the people here. I let my guard down before and I won't do it again. Peabot, uh, this is not about you letting your guard down. This is this is not about anyone's fault other than those pulling the strings. Yeah, this is only one person's fault. He nods, um, and then he looks disappointed, and he goes, I'm sorry, Moonshine, I wasn't able to finish the spell to lock away the Hellfire Crown. The Wraith's charm affected us before we could finish it. Tonathan and I will have to get back to work on it, but... Oh. We might want to prioritize getting the city in order. If you've already taken out the horsemen, I don't think the Hellfire Crown is an immediate threat. I would focus on okay. Thiala, and I can help you seal it afterwards. Some okay, so you don't think that its existence poses a threat that Thiala might first go grab that Hellfire Crown, then take her primordial throne? I think it's unlikely that she would do her dirty work herself, and I think you've handled most of her henchmen. I got pentagreens on speed dial, so I can always check him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 hey, sorry, I forget if I say your hey, name, buddy. that'll come up immediately. <laughs> hey, pentagreens, hey. anything sketchy going on down there? Uh, you know, the trolls were uh, pretty pissed off at uh, <laughs> uh, the wraiths, actually, for being knobs and controlling them. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. At first, things were a little tense between us because I totally kicked their ass and uh, jumped them on the motorcycle, if you remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there was a little bit of egg on their face there for <laughs> a moment there. But, um, you know, they're pretty bad at the race for being knobs. And, oh, uh, so you could maybe manipulate this into being your well, troll I army. I wouldn't even say manipulate. I think, uh, I think we're all going to be buddies. I think it's all going to come okay. work out. Okay, all right. If Pendergrease is down there with a buffer of trolls, a buffer of angry trolls then I, you know I'm a, I'll check in, I'll keep checking in with you make sure everything's okay but it sounds like you're in good hands oh, yeah, I appreciate it I've got it uh, <laughs> under control very nice <laughs> you heard that I oh you were emphasizing the troll, troll right. see yeah. I, th I first thought you were emphasizing the first part of the <laughs> no con troll yeah you wear a helmet, and right? also, this is over audio, so we could not see or hear you <laughs> winking. <laughs> okay, okay, well, you know, be well, and uh, everyone's <laughs> asking for your pentagrees. <laughs> Strange that he's our most competent friend. <laughs> Strange, well, but fun. Well, catch you guys later. See ya. Um, you know, I'm starting to, I think it was a good thing we picked that field uh, clean full of those daisies, huh? <laughs> You know what? You might be right, hard one. <laughs> yeah, good on us. Um, yeah, you see, uh, Lucanus goes, all right, well, without Erdan, I'm going to have a lot of work to do. Yeah. I'm going to go around, collect the mages, and I'm going to try to get the city under control and try to comfort people. Hey, Bob, do you need my help? I was going to go around just sort of uh, handing out heels like flowers, but uh, do you need my help in any other way? Be you see um, Mima walks over um, and she puts her hand on your shoulder and she goes, sweetheart, why don't you focus on Theala? Theala's going to be here 
in a couple days. Why don't you relax? I'll help your. I'll well, help what your if the way I relax is by helping other people? <laughs> you want to you want to come around and help heal some people tonight? I think I'll. All right. Do. Why don't we? Go, why I don't, don't know how to be any other way. Why don't we go ahead and make a little medical tent, and you and okay. I can heal some people up. So yeah, so um, Moonshine and um, Mima and Peepa Luke uh, head off. Lucanus uh, joins up with a bunch of other mages and they start repairing various things around the city. And Mima, along with the other druids and Moonshine, start going around and healing people up. I can heal and I can also do a little plant growth to try and um, mm. bind some broken stones together. That's cool. Yeah, you see, there were some trees that got knocked over and everything in the weather while the arcane bubble uh, was down. So you're able to like replant the trees or like pull back up the ones that had fallen over. Mm -hmm. If if any nails came loose, I have a hammer. So I'll sort of (laughs) uh, put some doors back on their hinges. That actually would be really helpful. Thank you so much, Hard One. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hard One and Bev come along, and Hard One's just like painstakingly hammering one board in. (laughs) While I whisper Willows back into existence. (laughs) <laughs> so you guys spend the evening helping people out around the city, but as it gets later, you go back to the Stormborn to check on Balnor. Uh, gradually throughout the night, you guys see your um, various friends and allies come by to apologize <laughs> for the actions that they took while charmed. Oh. You see Mama, Jaina, oh. Cran, Derlin, Egwene all uh, come by. You see Cobb comes in and does oh. a really poorly timed joke. He like runs into the room with his gun drawn and he goes, oh, hey, where's Hard One at? I'm gonna get him this time. I'm gonna get him this time. No, Cobb! <laughs> Oh, no! kind of this broke my window. This mother, this dude broke my window. <laughs> not you, man. And he's not again. <laughs> he drops the gun and starts sobbing. I'm so fucking sorry, man. I was trying Holy to keep shit. it flat. God. Oh, you fucking got me. Was that was good. Was that was good. It wasn't funny, dude. Did you think <laughs> no, that was fucking hilarious? All I want to hear is you laugh, man. <laughs> he just pulls in the hard one and starts weeping. I'm so <laughs> fucking sorry, man. <laughs> Hard one laugh cries. <laughs> Everyone is laughing and crying. <laughs> I thought it was like one of those things where it was way too soon for me to make a joke about it, but if I really owned it, it would be freaking hilarious. Perfect timing as always, come. Yeah, our faces look like the uh, like the theater masks, just like sad and happy at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you see, um, after like Cobb makes that huge thing, like Mama is horrified. Mama like almost attacked Cobb. She has no sense of humor like that. Um, but she like goes up and apologizes to Hard One. I'm sorry, my champion. It's all right. Uh, no one said anything to me that I don't scream at myself uh, as I'm working out. <laughs> Just casually pat hard one on the back. Okay. <laughs> well, your traps are looking enormous, my champion. That means uh, that means a lot, my queen. <laughs> more than you can uh, more than you can possibly know. Pops up in your arms. Um, yeah, you see, uh, Jaina pats you on the back and uh, gives you like a a, a firm apology. Uh, and Egwene is so sincere. Goes up to you, Bev, and she goes, "I'm so sorry that I killed your dumbass turtle." Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Your apology. He was just like this a lot. shitty little turtle who like, really didn't cool. stand a chance, and I just like totally kicked his ass. And I'm sorry. Majestic. <laughs> it's actually a baby dragon turtle. So not even really a turtle, but like, thank you so much. It's it's very big. Yeah, of you. it was just like this little baby that was flying at me, and I just like 
shot it down in like a couple shots and it was it's fucked like up twice as tall as i am i can ride on its back it's pretty big actually right so well, I, don't, I don't know what you're projecting for but <laughs> i just hug her <laughs> she pulls you in like to her that was a super sincere apology so she just she just thinks that you guys are really bonding uh when we're in close i whisper in her ear ice arrows you <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> it's cool that i invented a new thing but i really didn't want to use it against you, bud. Hey, you know what? That's going to be perfect on the angels, so I think it was worth it. Uh, she nods and pulls you in. It's fun to be on the other side of an apology breakfast, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Moonshine was just huffing crick water watching all of these very funny <laughs> apologies go down. <laughs> so as the night passes on, you guys see that the lights in the city um, begin to go back up. It looks like Lucanus and Meemaw and the other elves are getting a handle on it. Um, you go out onto the deck, and you can see druids and clerics still working to heal people up while mages work to fortify the city. And eventually, you guys all get your long rest in. Uh, for once, Balnor is in the bed, and you all fall asleep in oh! chairs. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's too beautiful. I think we wake up every once in a while to shout at him if he starts going towards the light. Yeah, yeah I, think I, I think I sleep light. Uh, like, mm. I sleep lightly. And like anytime he shifts, it's almost like when you have a new, like when you have a new baby or something Aww, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very cute. We're spooning him applesauce, <laughs> feeding him ice chips. You need something, you need food, do you need food? <laughs> I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm coming towards the light. I'm going towards the light. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, okay, no. taking a deep. I'm up, I'm up. I got this bed, go I got this bed. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm touch handsing him, but I'm slapping him across the face. I sleep so long and deep that it seems like I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Mima, Mima mistakes hard one for being dead and reincarnates him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you guys are... All going to sleep. Moonshine's getting her trance in. The hard one is uh, also getting his trance in, which is a deep, <laughs> Double trance. deep, deep slumber. Uh, abs- like just bent over, completely bent over the back of his chair, absolutely going to have a destroyed back in the morning. Just sleeping so deeply and so top heavy. <laughs> Still holding his hammer. It's just like oh. going to have absolutely no lower back tomorrow. Sleeping with My your lumbar. hammer on your yeah. lap. His lumbar, his lumbar is absolutely fucked. None of these discs are in the right spot. <laughs> uh, and you guys see, you guys are kind of taking shifts, um, checking on Balnor. And during Bev's shift, uh, as he's sleeping closest to Balnor, Bev, you are suddenly awoken from a deep sleep by Balnor grabbing you. And you see he's tossing and turning and talking to himself. Bev? 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 Uh, you hear there's something weird about his voice. At times he sounds like Balnor, but at others he he sounds like your dad. Well, this is even more confusing than it already was. <laughs> dad? You see Balnor suddenly opens his eyes and grabs your hand and goes, Yeah, Bev, it's me. Uh, you see that even though this is physically Balnor, he does resemble your dad in this moment. Just the mm. way he holds his face, his mannerisms, it feels very much like your dad. Like Balnor is kind of a laid back dude and Bev Sr. Mm-hmm. is super high strung. So you see Balnor's relaxed features are now all furrowed 
and strained. As soon as I notice, I stop slouching. He stops slouching. He sit up. He goes. <laughs> he goes. Yeah, Bev, you're you're gonna hurt your back. You're gonna you're gonna have a back like your old pop if you sleep in chairs like that, son. I just for tonight, Dad. We just we got to make sure the Balinor's okay. All right. He had yeah. a he had a real rough day. It was not a walking day for him. Yeah. Well, right. Your uh your stepdad here is sort of hovering between life and death. So yeah. he was primed to be possessed. Wow. That's how I was able to get to you. But don't worry. We're going to make sure he gets better. I can actually help him out a little bit while I'm in here. But Make yourself at home. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Not bad. Starts like moving around a little bit. So did you have something you needed to tell me or is this just kind of like a, a Sunday afternoon checkup? Well, you know, I wanted to have a nice father-son chat, but uh, there is some business to it, Bev. Uh, before your big fight with the Allah, first off... I wanted to remind you to hustle out there, okay? Yes, sir. I don't want you dogging it. You know I hate it when you dog it. Ah, uh, so I bring hey. I bring it up just because you know I know you don't like it when I talk about you dogging it on the t-ball field. <sighs> but you played. We had to stick you in the outfield, and then you would just run around. There was a lot of cool flowers out there. You I, need to catalog them. I know, Bev, but we could go flower picking after. Outfield is a position, and you need to pay attention. All right. You're right. Everyone has a responsibility. You're right, Dad. I'm sorry. That's right. Okay. I did have a more practical reason for wanting to reach out to you. You're a paladin, bud, and you're going up against a cleric. So the light isn't going to work on her. You're going to be at a little bit of a disadvantage. I've been worried about that. But I'm, I'm hoping that I can use all my abilities to help my friends and, and give them the power they need and just make do with whatever light I've got. I think that's a good way of going about it, bud. And I like you looking out for your teammates like that. That shows good hustle. You're not dogging it. Hey, I, you know what? If you're not dogging it, <laughs> if you don't dog it, you're going to hang with the pups. And I don't want to be with the pups. Right. That's right. I want to be out there with the big dogs, Dad. <laughs> you know how much I love those t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bev, that's all well and good, but you are going to have to use your prowess against her. And I've learned a few things while I've been on the dark side here. Oh. And you know how I feel about curses. <laughs> but if you're going to dabble in necromancy, I'd rather have you do it under my supervision, okay? Yes, sir. It's going to be like when I let you have a beer at the beach house, okay? Oh, I still remember the taste. <laughs> <laughs> let me see your sword. Uh, I hold it up. I give it to Balnor. Uh, you hold the sword up. You see... Um, as Balnor, Bev Sr. holds his hands over it, and he begins a chant. We find the light and keep it warm, for in the dark we are reborn. Our core swarms where others mourn, and I curse this sword by the storm-born horde. You see that <laughs> bird slayer shimmers with a magical necrotic energy. It's still glowing a white light, but there's something nearly imperceptible that's different about it. It's more of a ghostly white now than a radiant light. Um, you see that one side of the hilt still has the green parrot wings, uh, mm -hmm. but the other side, when you flip it, has skeletal wings. Two sides <laughs> of the same coin. Uh, and Bev, you may now do necrotic damage instead of radiant damage when you smite. Dad, I hate to curse, but this is pretty flippin' cool. 
<laughs> you know, I don't like you dropping F-bombs, bud, but <laughs> sorry, I have to sorry, agree. It's, no, you know what? I'll even go as far to say it's pretty freaking cool. What? Dad. Yeah. I, know, uh, I hey, look around. <laughs> hey, you know, we're in, the, we're in the dark here, bud. You're right, Dad. What are you going to be doing during the battle? Is there any way that Lydia and her forces can help? I think I've contributed all I'm going to contribute to this fight. And I think that's a lot. You see, he puts his hand on your shoulder. You guys have grown stronger than, heck, anybody I've ever known, anyone I've ever fought alongside. I don't even think I could... I couldn't even carry your jock, son. <laughs> I'd never ask you, Dad. That's weird and gross. I'm glad you wouldn't, because that would be weird. <laughs> It'd be weird and gross, Dad. It'd be weird and gross, son. I'm so glad I'm sleeping through this. <laughs> <laughs> they start to get so loud at that part, Moonshine, that you, you begin to wake up. What the fuck? <laughs> I'd never make you carry my cup, Dad. <laughs> I'm so glad you say that, son. <laughs> Pulls you in for a big hug. All right, bud. Well, I got to get going. I know you're going to make me proud because you already have. Thanks, Dad. We wouldn't be here without you. You gave up so much. And I promise you it won't be in vain. Now go whip those Shadowfell recruits into shape. No dogging it. <laughs> All right, Red, go through, quit dogging it. Get over here. <laughs> and uh, he goes, All right, love you, bud. Love you. And I kiss Balnor, I guess. <laughs> he kisses Balnor. Uh, and he goes, now I'm going to give Balnor a little cleanse on the way out. So um, you might want to go I'll ahead get the and bucket. snatch him another pair of pants or, yeah, a bucket would be good. Okay, I'll get several buckets. Good luck, bud. Um, you see, suddenly Balnor awakes with a jolt. Ah, the bedpan. <laughs> get the bedpan, Bev. <laughs> Which one? Extra large? <laughs> yes, please. Regular extra size? large. Extra large. Why do they make multiple sizes? <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it's quite logical. Yeah, you guys especially see in a world where there's halflings and humans. <laughs> yeah. Human size, get the human size. Get the I got half work, just get in the case. Goliath size. <laughs> uh, you help Balnor. Um, you see, he's in and out of consciousness for the rest of the night. Uh, it seems it seems like your dad was able to um, help him a little bit. I think this is the third time in our adventure that I've helped someone in the bathroom. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are a holy bathroom attendant. <laughs> Gladly serving. So you guys wake up the next day, um, and Balnor uh, uh, wakes up with you guys. He's groggy, but he's in good spirits. Uh, hey, guys, I didn't do anything embarrassing or anything last night, right? No, yeah, nothing, nothing at all. I, like, push the bedpans under the bed. <laughs> I mean, you filled up a half-orc bedpan, but that wasn't embarrassing. That was epic. But not a full orc, you know, Whoa. so there's that. Wow. <laughs> Always something to strive for, brother. Don't worry. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Valnor looks excited. Um, so you guys see throughout the day, um, you guys have friends coming in and out. Uh, Martha Togold and Nana Kindleaf uh, come oh. by. They drop uh, handy off. Andy goes for them Werther's. <laughs> <laughs> you see that Nana Kindleaf has a basket of Werther's. <gasps> oh, no, it's a bad hand. That's a bad hand. Uh, she grabs the hand and starts like going to throw it out the window. 
Hey, hey, Nanny Conley, maybe. Uh, hands coming in again the candy. Uh, yeah, no, that's actually my what? hand, yeah. All right, <laughs> you yeah. gotta get off the ship. Starts to grab you to <laughs> try to push Moonshine off the ship. You gotta get out. I gently grapple Nanny Conley. <laughs> maybe there's a, there's a place for her in this war. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, it starts out as kind of a joke, and then both of them start to get a little sweaty and are just like forcefully trying to wrestle the other one. And Nana veins on her arm. I'm yes. going easy though. I just I'm I'm a temper in it so that I'm only ever equal with her. Nana and I don't overpower. Is surprisingly her. strong, and you have to try like you know twice as hard as maybe you thought you would have. Hard one. Look at her calves. Wow. Hard one grips his hammer. Um, Martha Togold runs over, gives Bev a big kiss. Hey, mom. Oh my God. I'm. I'm so glad you're all right, honey. I know you're going to do so good in your big fight, um, and you're going to save the world. We're all dependent on you, um, but I know it's a foregone conclusion. Aw, thanks, Mom. Now that I, I know that you're safe and you'll be watching from afar, I think that I'll be okay. Uh, she gives you a kiss, and she goes... Yeah, I kiss her back. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I treat it like I'm about to go do, like, a fifth grade play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, and you see, she throws her hands up and she goes, uh, you know, and if it doesn't work out, then we'll all just go to Shadowfell and we'll buy a nice little house. That's true. We'll live oh, with thanks, weird little Mom. skeletons and stuff. You know, always looking on the dark you side look of things. on the dark side of things. <laughs> and yeah, you guys see, um, yeah, uh, Martha Togold and Anna Kindleaf uh, drop off uh, some food for Balnor. Um, food being guys, Werther's Originals. <laughs> Werther's Originals. Mostly just Werther's Originals and okay. sticky buns. Uh, no, oh, sticky buns. Absolutely no protein. Everybody feels sick. <laughs> and my back hurts. This is perfect. Yeah, yeah you see Balnor's eating it. He's just like, this is one of those things where I'm enjoying myself, but I know I'm not going to recover. <laughs> so you guys, um, you know, uh, go and check out the city during the day. You see that it seems to be getting back on its feet. Uh, the druids have fixed the weather inside the bubble. You can see the sun um, shining on the city. Moonshine, you see that um, as you're off healing people um, and helping out around the city, you see um, Meemaw finds you and she goes... Hi, Meemaw. Hey, Moonshine. Um, So, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. I don't remember everything that happened um, when I was charmed. But I do remember. Oh, I can walk you through it. You turn into a snake. All right, I remember <laughs> and that part. I dispelled your Sweetheart, magic. Honestly, I remember that so, part. I remember so that part. But we had a conversation <laughs> before it. You were saying something about the druid's timeless body and how you were concerned about the aging process. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess I was just wondering, like, do you? Because you know, as soon as I felt myself getting stronger I, I felt that thing i've heard about where some druids get to a level where they don't age as quickly i i just wasn't philosophically i felt wrong about it do do you have it i don't think it's i, I do it's okay. but it's it's very rare and not very many crick hills have had it but can i show you something sure and just so everybody knows, the timeless body that um, Moonshine and Mima are talking about right now is um, mechanically at level 18, druids age one year for every 10 years. So what Ooh. Moonshine's talking about right now is a fear of living for thousands of years. So Moonshine, you see Mima uh, takes your hand and brings you over to a large oak tree. And you see she reaches her hand out and casts transport via plants. 
You see the bark of the tree seems to smooth out to create a shimmering portal. And uh, she begins to step through and motions for you to join her. I don't go. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So Moonshine, you come out on the other side of the spell and are immediately hit by droplets of rain. You see that you have been transported to a massive branch on the grandma tree. Uh, This enormous tree that dwarfs the biggest redwood that marks the center of the crick. Um, You look out and you see that the crick has flooded. Brown waters rage beneath the pounding rain. uh, Drowning stumps that once housed the crick. um, But you see still the grandma tree stands. Is it strange to say this warms my heart to think that Theala tried to come for us and she just made more of our beloved mud. <laughs> you see, you see Mima laughs and she goes, I think I'm getting a contact high. <laughs> I know. We got to just get some boats and we can just float around here. <laughs> I know. Mima takes a deep breath and she goes, so the timeless body, you're going to age one year for every 10. Now, elves can live to be seven or eight hundred years old, but some druids can live to be ten times that. And Bev has something similar. He's of the earth, too, so y'all could be around for ages. Oh, boy. Yeah. But as much as it can feel like a curse, it's a blessing, too. I mean, me and Cobb, we're almost four hundred years old. You know, the sad side of it is in that time I've lost lovers, I've lost siblings, parents, children. I've had friends who were orcs, friends who were goblins, who died in their 60s of natural causes. I've had, you know, elves I've known who went off on adventures and never came back, like like your half-brother Vance. Yeah, no, he did come back, though. Uh, you see, she smiles and she goes, I know. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess I, I'm just, I'm worried because I walk around telling people that, that death is a natural part of life. And I just think that it is a natural part of life. I think that there's. I think life without death would make lazy and selfish people. And I think that there is a beauty that is gifted to life by the mere existence of death in the same way that I sometimes wonder if there is a gift to goodness by the fact that there is evil. And so here I am walking around saying it's two two sides of the same coin, death and life. And doesn't it feel sort of hypocritical to then outlive them all? telling them all to be okay with their death and then outlive them all. Mima nods and she looks out in the crick and she goes, you know, that's a lot of people say that's the difference between humans and elves. Elves are off living in their magic cities and humans in the short time that they live end up building their empires and in a lot of times in their short lives end up doing more than a lot of elves, but it can be different. How long do half-elves live? You talking about hard one? I mean, it's on my mind. Well, half-elves usually 
can live to be twice as old as humans. Some live to be 200. I see, but I, I feel, look, I, I made the decision to go through this change because when I was down there and I met the glittering lady and I promised her I would bring dragons to the sky, Bohemia, and it seems like a real complicated thing and one that could take a timeless body's worth of life to figure it out. But how did it feel to lose Maribel? And, and does losing people, does it ever get easier? Sometimes I wonder if there's a limit to how much heartbreak a heart can go through. And the longer you live your life, the more you're going to experience it. And I guess if I'm being honest, I just don't know what it's going to be like to know Bohemia without hard-won surefoot. And there's a part of me that doesn't want to find out what that feels like. It doesn't get easier, but there are elves that give in to the melancholy and become distant. That's why you see a lot of wizards up in their towers. But Moonshine, I had didn't have you until I was 350 years old. By that time, I had already lost Maribel. And here, now I got you. Now I got another sister. And she puts her arm around you. I have met so many people and forged so many relationships that ain't nobody gonna replace Vance. Ain't nobody gonna replace Maribel. But trees die and new ones sprout up and Yeah. We druids are the gardeners. We druids are the gardeners. Yeah. I guess since you brought it up, are you disappointed that I haven't made any youngins and would you be disappointed if I maybe never did? Oh, sweetheart. You've made so many youngins. Uh, you see, uh, she looks down at like all your like mushrooms and everything. <laughs> You've brought so much life and joy to this world. I would never expect you to live the way that I did. Okay. That's good. Timeless body is intimidating. And yeah, I'm intimidated. I, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be ungrateful by feeling complicated about it. I just I don't want to be a hypocrite and I'm also just um there's just some aspects of it that can seem potentially really painful. I'm, but I know I can get some good work done with it. Baby, that, I'm, in, I'm intimidated by it too. I'm 400 years old. At some point, you and I are going to be almost the same age, which is insane. I'll be like 7,400, you'll be 7,000. <laughs> it's going to be kind of weird. Wow. You know, you know what, what I mean? I mean uh, I'm going to go ahead and defeat Theola just to make sure that yeah. happens. But look, it is very rare that a druid achieves a timeless body, but when they do, they can do amazing things. I know I told you a lot of stories when you were a little girl, but did I ever tell you about my grandma, your great-grandma? No, I don't know that she did. You see, she um, puts her hand on, like, the bark of the grandma tree. She kind of smiles wistfully, and she goes... 
You know what the living wood was before your great-grandma came around? Mm, a paradise that just hadn't found its people. <laughs> no, it was just the wood. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was no tree ants. There was no life in the forest. She awakened the trees here. It's her life's work. And it ain't the type of thing that you do in 500 years. It took her about 5,000. And look at them now. Cataclysm should have just about wiped the forest out. She points out, and Moonshine, you look out at where the living wood once was, out on the edges of the creek, and you see that there are no trees, just overflowing water. But you look up in the nearby mountains and see that they are full of these living trees. <gasps> like they all scuttered up to yeah. the mountains? You see them like... Now that's a creek, people! That's that creek resilience! <laughs> that's that creek resilience. Get up there! Ooh, climbing trees! Get up trees, there! Trees Scutter climbing mountains! Them. We're climbing trees! Trees, trees are climbing mountains! That's the creek Wait, way! That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see that the living wood is literally getting the high ground. Like going up <sighs> and getting out of being flooded. And she goes... That's what my grandma did. That's what your great-grandma did. Do you think it'd be absolutely strange of me, though, if I invested my timeless body in something that's out of nowhere as bringing dragons back to Bohemia? I just, I don't know why it spoke to me, but it did. My little girl sticking up for the underdog and making sure they know hospitality, that doesn't seem out of nowhere to me. Hmm. Well, you know, they say there's pain in life and there's pain in death, and the only salve is hospitality. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? If it doesn't work out after the first thousand years, try something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And when you're good and ready, when you've done what you've wanted to do, you can return to the earth like my grandma did. We buried her right here. You see, she pats the grandma tree, <laughs> She died at the ripe old age of 7,343. The day <laughs> after she died, a little sapling popped up. Ten days later, it was the biggest goddamn tree I'd ever seen. Ooh. And through all these storms, through chosen occupation, she stood watch over the crick. And she'll be here waiting for us when you get back. Okay. Yeah, I can do this. I, I guess there is something sour I'd probably need to swallow though it is there's people you meet that are once in a timeless body lifetime kind of people right oh yeah okay and you keep them with you okay um moonshine go ahead and give me a perception check is the all gonna attack us <laughs> i got a nat 20 whoa <laughs> moonshine you hear the sounds of crick bullywugs what? What? <laughs> Coming from inside the grandma tree. <gasps> uh, Mima, I think that some of the critters have retreated into I, the grandma tree. Uh, you guys um, climb in through one of the like higher up entrances. Um, you see that there is like this pelt that is blocking the way so that rain can't get in. You go in, and you know that the grandma tree was this uh, hollowed-out, big complex um, with, like, lots of different floors that at one point it housed thousands of sick crick elves 
during the Krikrot plague, you go in this time and see that while the bottom part of it is flooded, you see that the grandma tree is now housing hundreds and thousands of Crick Bullywugs in a storm. You see thousands of these little orange frog people croaking, and you also see nanderflies yes, flying through the tree. What about Joe? I look for Joe the mayor. Uh, with a nat sweaty. <laughs> Is he leading them? Moonshine, you see um, uh, a little uh, praying mantis go up and goes, Hey, Moonshine, <gasps> good to see you. Joe, did you orchestrate this refugee colony? Uh, you know what? Uh, sort of got away from me there. Uh, <laughs> technically, I am the mayor, but everybody kind of just does whatever they want around here. But that's what the mayor does. They're just... Honestly, a face to the chaos. That's right. <laughs> Vote Joe. <laughs> that I will. I am so at peace to see y'all abiding so beautifully. Uh, yeah, you see, um, yeah, it, it looks like the grandma tree is like providing life for the creatures here. You see that there are like vines growing on the inside of the tree that are like bearing fruit that like crick bullywugs are eating at. You see like little chipper monks and stuff. Um, I do have to though, like using my knowledge, can I, do I know a fruit that, a fruit or vegetable that has a lot of vitamin D? Because I know there's a deficiency going on in here. Oh, you, oh yes. So I need to like create food and water yeah, you're or gonna, plant you're going to need a quick specialty, sunny fruits. Okay. <laughs> I need a real quick plant growth into the bark of the tree, a bunch of sunny fruits. <laughs> Y'all are looking a little pale. Y'all are looking like me in the library. Oh, wow. Thanks, Moonshine. Sunny fruits. Haven't had those in a while. Sun hasn't been out in a long time. Hey, get Moonshine. that vitamin D. Get that vitamin D. It's important to get that sunshine. Uh, they all... Fruit shaped like a sunny D bottle. <laughs> they all jump over and start eating the start eating the fruits. Um, mm -hmm. And you see uh, Mima looks super happy to be up amongst the nanorflies and the crick bullywugs and everything. And you see Mima goes... Moonshine, you remember when I used to send you off to catch nanorflies when I had to get a trance? Yeah. I gotta you get a spell it's... slot back. You mind catching a couple nanorflies for me while I do a little trance? I go full into kid mode and just like whip out a jar and like act like <laughs> it's the most important thing in the world. Mima, I'm gonna get you every single nanorfly in here. <laughs> Moonshine runs off, starts catching nanorflies. You see a bunch of the bullywugs start jumping up and wrestling with you and trying to like get to them before you do. Uh, Joe the mayor joins in and perches up on your shoulder as you guys catch nanorflies. We're gonna cut back to Glade Home. Um, back in Glade Home, Balnor is in better spirits. Um, he's sitting up in his bed uh, throughout the day. Old Cobb. And a bunch of the green teens come by and are hanging out for a while. Uh, Egwene, Durlin, and Cran are all sitting around. Um, you see Durlin busts out his guitar and starts playing old jamboree songs. And they pass like a oh. flask around. <laughs> if you see a dragon, you take, take a, a wide berth. berth. We, we do, do all, all we, can we can for Mother Earth. Earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There uh, you go. <laughs> you yeah. see, Durlin, Durlin gets super pumped and Balnor's like clapping. Cran looks like a little <laughs> bit embarrassed and Egwene looks mortified. <laughs> I can't believe you guys fucking remember that song. <laughs> Durlin and I are like spinning around. We're going like elbow to elbow. We've got like a whole routine prepared. Yeah, it's like it's like you guys are kids again. Uh, yeah, Cran, oh. Cran and Durlin... Um, yeah, they're like 40 now because they aged unnaturally because of the Fey Wild. Uh, but they get back into the kind of jamboree spirit of things. And it feels like <laughs> you're all kids again. Kalukale, gang. Kalukale. 
you guys see <sighs> it um it gets to be sunset. Um you guys see the purple and gold lights of the Glade Home Street lights pop up in the city outside uh of the windows, like the portholes and stuff. Right as it begins to get dark, hard one, go ahead and give me a perception check. Ooh. Hmm. Uh dirty twenty. Ooh. Hard one. You see a crow watching you <laughs> oh my God. from the sky and then flitter off into the city. I drop everything and <laughs> run after Kaka. You see, um, my sweet boy, my sweet baby bird. As as Durlin and Bev are uh, dancing around, all the halflings are kind of hanging out. Old Cobb uh, runs after Hard One and helps him try to track down Kaka. So <laughs> awesome. Hard One, you guys take off into the city um, and follow the path uh, that you saw the birds take. You see like Kaka in the like deep distance, just like a little black speck. Um, and anytime you lose it, uh, Okab's like a pretty good tracker. He's able to find it this way. We got to go this way. There's Kaka. <laughs> if, if I could only get it to hear my voice, I'm sure he'd come to me. <laughs> um, you guys chase it for a good long while. The sun sets. Um, you're getting to be out of breath. You rush over to like the other side of the city that overlooks the ocean um, and you see finally this crow has perched in a tree um, go ahead and give me a perception check to see if you recognize <laughs> was, uh, that was a six but I'm going to use a luck point okay <laughs> beautiful beautiful ooh that's an 18 an 18 hard one that's caw caw oh my god uh, if I, I, I guess I ran with my hammer probably, but I lay it down at my feet and I, and I just creep three steps, pause for three seconds, three steps, pause for three seconds. And I get as close as I can to, to the tree. And then I raise my finger. Hard one. As you raise your finger up towards Kaka, suddenly you feel someone throw a bag over your head. Uh, go ahead and roll an opposed athletics check. What the fuck? What? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Oh no. Uh, that's a 30 for my athletics. A 30? Hard one. As soon as you feel this bag start to go overhead, you reflexively like grab it, stop it from going over your head, and just punch the unknown assailant. Uh, and you see that you have punched Nerman in the nose. Ow, man! Ah! Uh, you what look the fuck are you doing here, man? <laughs> you look and you see that it was Jaina and Nerman. And Jaina goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. You turn around, you see that a bunch of dwarves were hiding and pop out. Uh, they all kind of look around awkwardly and then they look up at you and they go, surprise! <laughs> Bring it in, you crazy fuckers. <laughs> uh, you see uh, frost dwarves, iron deep dwarves, um, a lot of them that you recognize. You see like King Coldane and King Meganis. You see the crew of the Stormborn. Um, you see King Meganis goes up to you, slaps you on the arm, and he goes, you didn't think we'd uh, send you off without a drink first, did you? It's dwarven tradition. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to put a bag over my head, punch me in the face, and then give me a beer. I fucking knew it. 
That's right. Uh, you see, they do throw a bag over your head and punch you in the face. <laughs> it's tradition. <laughs> I laugh really hard. <laughs> uh, uh, no bags over your head. You're king for the day, boy. Uh, you see, he takes uh, the crown off his head, puts the iron crown on your head. Uh, you see uh, a, a bunch of dwarves come over with like uh, a cask. One of them hands you a mug, uh, pour ale into it. Uh, and you see King McGannis holds his uh, mug up and he goes, To the tall dwarf! Tall dwarf! Uh, everybody uh, yells it out in chorus. And you guys drink and you sing songs. Um, a bunch of the frost dwarves bring out these drums and a metal instrument that sound like Ooh. a theremin. Um, they clear a circle and start wrestling each other. Uh, frost dwarves against iron deep dwarves. Cobb and Kaka join you, of course. I'm absolutely double fisting. <laughs> you got two beers that you're drinking. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to cut over to Bev. Um, so back on the Stormborn. Yeah. As the night goes on, you're there with all the halflings. Balnor at this point is sitting up. He's like on the edge of the bed now, hanging out with you guys. Oh, yeah. um, you guys are telling stories about being green teens and the jamborines. Such, still such a shame. I feel like we said the jamborine was back on, but we never got to have a real jamborine. You know what? I think that's going to be the first thing we do as soon as this Theala problem is handled. What do you say? You know what? Next year's jamborine. We're doing a jamborine next year. That's you know what count on. Let's all, all right, let's, pro you know what? everybody's like a little bit drunk. We promise right now, <laughs> this time next right now. year we're having a jamboree. This time next year, I'm getting my calendar out. I'm getting my calendar. Get your calendar out. It's out here. I got it. <laughs> yeah, Cran. Cran looks at you, pulls a knife on you. You better. We better have a jamboree. <laughs> How long has Cran waited for <laughs> yeah. a jamboree? Blood oath. I, we're gonna have a blood oath. Forty years. Yeah, it's it's been it's been thirty years since I've been to a goddamn jamboree. Oh, it's going to be the best one you've ever had. Trust me. <laughs> the calendar is, of course, a page-a-day calendar uh, that Hard One drew of Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see, after a bit, Durlin goes... I definitely want to see December Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> just in just a coat. Yeah. <laughs> in a fur coat. A Santa hat. Yeah. Oh, leaves so much up <laughs> to the imagination. In a fur coat and a, and a Santa hat. <laughs> just so tasteful. <laughs> Um, after a bit, um, you see Durlin gets a sly smile and he goes, you know what? We might not be able to have a jamboree, but we should pull an old fashioned goof. <gasps> One last goof. One last goof? One last goof. And Cran, One last Cran goof. nods. One, One last, last goof. goof. One last goof. One last goof. One last goof. I straight up do a backflip. Everyone flip. starts chanting for the goofs. Um, yeah. And you see Cran goes, I know where... Scoutmaster Denny is staying. <laughs> There's no harm in playing one little goof on a former Scoutmaster, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys you guys were saying that uh, when you guys were kids, you guys got like kidnapped by like frogs. What if we like what if we like dressed up as frogs? You see like Baldor's like gone back to drinking already. <laughs> Whoa, slow down, buddy. <laughs> what? Not fine, man. Your, your bandages are bleeding. Hold on. Yeah, right. All right. Change my bandages, bud. All right. I change his bandages. Are you saying that while I'm changing his bandages, I go, are you saying maybe we should wear some sort of like bullywug costume or something? Yeah, you see uh, Durla nods and he goes, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. How did we, how did we, you, and yours, you didn't go to green team camp. Nah, I mean, I, I grew up with halflings. I think it's in the blood. Goofs are in the blood. Goofs are in the blood. We Goofs keep are in light. the blood. We praise the light and we keep it light. We that is our way. That is our way. That is our way. Kalukale, that is our way. <laughs> Kalukale, that is the way. That is the way. <laughs> now come on, come on to the crafting closet. Uh, you guys go into the crafting closet um, and you find the Scullywug scuba suit. Yes. Uh, 
<laughs> and Did we also find the bullywug sleeping bag. The bullywug sleeping bag. Uh, you guys, to various <laughs> degrees of success, <laughs> um, are able to dress up as bullywugs. Um, and you guys prep for your for your big prank. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. So meanwhile, Hard One, um, you've been drinking and hanging out with these dwarves. Um, there's probably been like 10 or 11 wrestling matches. It's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's honestly like getting, you aren't getting as drunk as the dwarves because like, you know, you, you have to fight Theala like tomorrow or the day after, like sometime very, very soon. But these guys like just endless entertainment and they're in the dregs. It's like Nerman is fighting some equivalent frost dwarf that's just like a crewman and they're having like a very bad wrestling match all right nerman yeah let's <laughs> let's uh, call it but um and um moonshine uh if uh, i think at this point you've uh you've come back so um, so i come back do i see this party going on uh, i think you can sense kind of where people are at because of your rapport scores mm. and stuff okay uh then i think i'll get back and be a rapport scores i say y'all partying we're partying pretty hard. I look at Nerman uh, passed out on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Just Nerman getting body slammed. Oh! Uh, 
then I guess I take a shot of Crick water and I say, who wants to turn it to an animal? And <laughs> I cast an eighth level animal shapes and anyone can just for the night be whatever animal they want. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just a spell I've been wanting to try. Um, you see, they have really weird requests. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to be a duck. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm into a duck. You turned King McGannis into a duck. <laughs> King, I <laughs> hate this for you. <laughs> I would. You see the frost doors go up. I would also like to be a duck. <laughs> they, all the doors want right. to be ducks. You know what? We okay. have great rever- reverence for the ducks. All right, everyone's a duck. <laughs> you see, <laughs> they start having like duck fights. Like uh, it just reignites the wrestling rivalries, and they all fight again as ducks. Hey, quit, hey, quit pecking each other, please. <laughs> Watch your bills. <laughs> <laughs> duck race. I swear to God, they think there's so much noble about a mallard. Um, <laughs> Masters of land and sky. Uh, so after a little bit, so Moonshine is here. She's casting, uh, turning these dwarves into ducks and stuff. Yeah, you know, the spell is any animal you want. This isn't just a duck spell. Yeah, yeah, that's not just duck. I would like to be elephant. small duck. Okay, a small duck. <laughs> I want to be a medium duck. No, all right, medium duck it is. I, w- I would like to be a large duck. A lar- <laughs> large <laughs> But duck. tall. Got to admit, actually, okay. medium duck does sound pretty enticing. <laughs> right, turn a hard one into a duck. <laughs> I, I hadn't made the choice. Final. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Um, Fuck, I'm a duck. After a hard one um, dispels from being a duck eventually, um, you see uh, Jaina pulls you aside, hard one, while Moonshine is um, uh, tending to the other dwarves and uh, turning them into ducks and whatnot. Sorry, Bev. Uh, I'm, I meant for you to also try it. <laughs> I, we're like headed towards Dinny. And Dressed I just see as so bad ducks frogs. Yeah. Flying just, around I in was going to solve this for you. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a bunch of drunk, stupid halflings are like dressed up as bullywugs running across the city. We look good. This there's is just, authentic. Yeah, there's just like <laughs> drunk ducks wrestling each other. The people who needed this spell the most. <laughs> this is going to work. And you can be a duck. And you can be a duck. Um, hard one. You see um, Jaina uh, pulls you to the side and she pulls her mug out and she uh, cheers as you. Cheers. Hey. Cheers. That was a that was a real quacky time. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious, man. Uh, she laughs a little bit. Uh, you see, she takes a sip and she goes, so listen, um, I've been meaning to ask you. Normally, when I'm attracted to someone, I go through like a six to 12 month long courting process before I formally <laughs> declare my feelings. But seeing as it is the end of the world, I don't oh, boy. really okay. have time yeah. for that. Right. Anyway, I'm sort of intrigued um, by your. You know, okay. Uh, well, sorry. You, I, what were you going to say? I was about to say nothing. Yeah. I was okay. just going to. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's... Cool. Okay. Um, nice. No, I was just going to say that I think your friend Moonshine is cute. <gasps> oh, thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Did you, you see, she like looks at you and puts her finger between like you. Did you think? I shake my head. No, 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 no. I thought you were asking about Balnor. Balnor? Or Nerman or something. Oh, good Lord, man. (laughs) Never. Come on. Me and you? No way. I don't think so. Right. Look, well, I don't, I don't know her very well. It's just, you know, it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, it's a a friend of a friend who you think is cute. And I, I kind of hoped 
I'd find myself in a position to get to know her. I'm wild shaping back and forth between a duck and a human, and an elf. <laughs> uh, I look over at Moonshine. And, hey, Jaina, the only thing you need to know about Moonshine is that she's the coolest fucking elf in the world. <laughs> I take a shit. Oh, God. <laughs> See what I'm telling you? So wet. you get so it? Wet. Jaina shakes her head and she goes, I don't know why I think that's hot. It's just... I think it's because I grew up. I think it's because I know it would make my dad really mad, if that makes yeah. sense. It's the kind of thing that you never knew you were into till you see her do it, and then it's like, right. wait yeah. a second. But anyway, you know, I don't really know her that well, and I wanted to check in with you first. Is There's nothing like going on with you guys, is there? Uh, me and me and Moonshine, uh, I mean, no, no, nothing nothing's nothing's going on there at all <laughs> you see uh she narrows her eyes and she goes you answered that kind of defensively i well i just mean nothing's nothing's going on between us uh you know because she doesn't like me like that oh i'm so I mean, she's single, right? Uh, as far as I know, she she was engaged a couple times, but I think she's, <laughs> I think she's untethered these okay. days. <laughs> but if 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 you have feelings for her, then I'll I'll back off because you and you and I were friends first. Hey, I you know I got your sister killed, so well, no, you didn't. Like... I, I told you hard one. I tried to explain that was I was under the charm spell. They were manipulating my emotions. I didn't. I don't actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. You say the truth because it hurts the most. I get it. I it's don't, okay. I don't think that hard one. I, I appreciate it. I consider you a dear friend, and I, I wouldn't want to hurt you. So if this is if this is someone you care about, I don't need to pursue moonshine. I'll tell you two things. One, it doesn't matter how I feel about Moonshine because she's going to do whatever the hell she wants anyway. And that's that's one of the reasons why I fucking worship her. All right. Don't let me stop you, though. All right. I'll give it a second. Hmm. By the way, that girl down there has been looking at you all night. Um, and you see um, she points towards a um, dwarven woman. You see she's got like a cool haircut um, where her hair is shaved on the one side of her head and then swoops to be like long on the other. She's got long blonde hair and a luscious beard. Oh, wow. Um, and you see she's got like two hand axes at her side and she looks less regal than like a Jaina or a Gemma, like more of a barbarian. She's got like a tunic that is made of pelts. Um, and you see she kind of looks at you and then smiles real quick and then kind of like turns away. And Jaina goes, you do whatever you want to do. You do whatever you, you want to do. You do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Let's man. everyone do whatever everyone wants I'm to just, do. <laughs> I'm going to go turn into a duck for a little bit. It was fun. It yeah. was actually really fun. Uh, you see Jaina walks off. Uh, lay an egg. <laughs> I guess I take a gander at this, uh, this mysterious dwarven woman. Um. You see she's, like, hovering on the outside. You see it's, like, pretty clear that she's kind of, like, checking you out. But she's, like, doing a self-conscious thing where she's kind of, like, hovering around a another crew. But, like, trying to, like, kind of, like, inch her way over to you. It's, like, honestly kind of a hard one move. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, hey, you you want a beer? I have two, and <laughs> I really only wanted one. I just got the second one to to keep up this air. Oh yes, I see you're double fisting it. That's cool. I love your accent. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Oh, my name is Shivel. Sh- sorry, Shivel. Shibble? Shibble. Shibble? Hey. Well, I'll call you... Okay, yeah, I'll call you Sibby. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all right. Ah, you must be Hard One Shepherd. Uh, yeah, that's me. Oh, yes. I, I heard you were fighting Theala. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. When she came into the sky and she made it rain, kind of made me want to go into a rage. <laughs> really? Yeah. Got it me, pissed you off, kinda huh? Got me, kinda got me angry. Getting really? a little angry right now thinking about it. Yeah, well, hey, you can you can get angry around me. That's fine. Do you like it when ladies get into a bit of a rage? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm uh, I'm a big proponent of just everyone doing what everyone wants to do. <laughs> and, so, yeah. I appreciate that because I used to live in a village and it would make me sleep on rocks. There were a few of us and they would keep us in a rage and we'd, we'd get mad. And we'd have to attack people. Uh, but I ran away from there uh, about a year ago. And mm. I I feel kind of out of place here amongst all these Iron Deed dwarves and Frost dwarves and whatnot. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. I, I grew up among these people and uh, I didn't feel very much in place either. Uh, I was always looking for acceptance and I ran away and I was able to find it and now here I am back with these people who I thought would never accept me and they have so I wouldn't be afraid about about all these folks accepting you I think you're part of the family and if I can ask did you you didn't have a brother did you I had quite a few brothers (laughs) I had some cousins Sisters. Was one of them named JV? Oh, Jivlin? That's Jivlin? that is the one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, older brother named Jivlin? Yes. <laughs> Two actually, I... and a cousin? Oh. Um your brother as much as I don't like what he's up to now. <laughs> he's a he's a pretty solid dude. Oh, it's ah. Uh, now I know which one you're talking about because most of them were, uh, you know, put Pieces me on the shit. rocks and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but yes, right. yes, yes, that one. There was a good one. Yes, he was a good one. Felt bad that I left him there. Bit of a dick move on my part. <laughs> hey, everyone's got to do what everyone's got to do, and he it turned out all right for him. Yes, he's yes. in Morden's Forge. Uh, ah, he's dead. With uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> ah. oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I am so sorry. I thought hey. you knew. That's all right. I'm devastated. Okay, here you have have my other beer. Oh, thank you. I don't mind double fisting myself. And if you, yeah, if you need to go into a rage, if you need to get upset, uh, I've got a shoulder for you to cry on. Oh. Or rage into. Uh, yes. Well, um, I think it's pretty cool what you're doing. Uh, going off and fighting Theala and all that. In sometimes before we would go into battle, um. Might have, like, a bit of a snog. I don't know if you do that, or... Um, I, yeah, I live to snog. Um, 
yeah. Do you like where do you do it and how or when? Yeah, I mean when I'm just a barbarian, so I'm alright, just do it behind like a tree or something. <laughs> <laughs> um s- yeah, savage. <laughs> um I'm gonna go just get another brewski <laughs> and I'll meet you behind the tree in T minus five, all right? <laughs> And then a hard one does a weird moonwalk away towards moonshine. Uh, oh my god. You gotta help me. You gotta help me with something. Hey, yeah, what's up? Uh, uh okay. Um, do you wanna get turned into a duck again? Cause I, honestly, I'd probably have to do a little trance because I already cast a spell. Okay, well, that's tempting. Another thing's happening. And do you see that that dwarf over there? Oh yeah, yeah, she's cute, yeah. She's a pretty great beard. Great, <laughs> great beard. beard. Great beard. Um, she asked me if I wanted to snog, and right. I think I know what that is. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like um, that's like when your tongue's high five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, can you cast something on me that like makes me <gasps> fuck um like know how to do that? Can I? <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Okay. Yeah, give me one second. <laughs> I can work with this. <laughs> I would like to cast both foresight and enhance ability oh, for your charisma. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you have advantage on all rolls. And I think your charisma's boosted. <laughs> You're the fucking best. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything that can place memories in your head that weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, cat's out of the bag, I guess, (laughs) on that one. But I really think you're going to go in there with more beginner's luck than anyone has ever had. (laughs) I I fucking appreciate it, Moonshine. And if if, uh, if all goes to shit, I'm going to run out from back there and you're going to have to cast me into a duck, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go get him, duck. <laughs> Hard one waddles behind the tree. <laughs> Hard one goes walks off. Uh, you see as Shivel uh, sees you walking back, oh, you're a bit hotter than you were before. <laughs> oh, I just liked your personality, but now. Yeah, that's uh, th- that's what two beers will do to me, I guess. <laughs> Might have been moon. Might have been the moonwalk there. So, uh, moonshine. You see, hard one goes off behind this tree with shivel. Um, if I had eight hours, I could cast awaken on you from just your sexual intelligence. <laughs> sexual awakening. Uh, hard one goes behind the tree as we cut to black. Um, moonshine. Uh, you see that Jaina Bronzebeard is like weirdly like hovering near you, looking like super red faced. Oh, uh, hey, huh, uh, my, I'm my sorry, lady. Did you, did you, uh, huh, hello. Uh, <laughs> Bows. Okay, I bow back. I do not know the delicate ways of the dwarven folk. Well, I do to a certain extent, but I don't entirely know what bows mean to you. Uh, do you want to get turned into a duck again? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I was actually wondering if <clears throat> you might accompany me on a walk. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you see, she holds her arm out very proper. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Actually, I hold my arm out. <laughs> okay. She takes she takes your arm. You guys both just like very masculinely link arms, both Sorry, taking the I'm dominant just position. Used to, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm used to it yeah, as, no, as well. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's that's okay. <laughs> so you see, Jaina walks you out into Glade Home, under the glow of the arcane streetlights. Uh, you walk towards the castle, and you guys go across like the water garden. You see the moonlight reflecting on the water. And Jaina is like super, super nervous at first, um, but she begins to like uh, ask you like more questions about like the crick and stuff to try to get to know you better. <laughs> I've I've heard uh, your nanner flies are are quite fearsome. I'd like to wrestle one someday. I mean, yeah, you know what? I wild shape into a nanner fly and we can wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> My God, so many teeth. <laughs> Um, which I go ahead and make an athletics check. <laughs> okay, I rage. You rage? Hell yeah. 29. Oof. Moonshine. Um, as, <laughs> Gina, as Gina goes to like tackle you, um, you take one arm and like shove it up into her armpit and judo throw her down and you land on top <laughs> of her um, and you unwild shape and the two of you are just super close to each other and Jana's just breathing heavy. <laughs> ah, it's been a long time since this has happened. I, I'll be straightforward with you that I got some spells I gotta cast later and some nighttime visits I gotta make, but I got a couple hours before then. Uh, you see she pulls you in and kisses you. <laughs> As you guys um, kiss and embrace uh, under the moonlight in the water garden, uh, oh. and uh, Hardwind and Shivel are, are over by some tree, uh, we cut over to Beverly and the other halflings. You guys creep through the city in your bullywug suits, um, and Balnor keeps laughing. This <laughs> freaking hilarious, man. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up, Balnor. Shut up. Be serious. Stealing kids and eating bugs. We're a bunch of bullywugs. Stealing, Stealing kids and, and eating, eating bugs. We're a bunch of bullywugs. <laughs> um, you guys creep through the city until you find Denny's house. You see it's this gorgeous little manor. He must have like commissioned a mage to make it for him because it has popped up very quickly. <laughs> oh, such a misappropriation. It's this gorgeous little manor near the university. It almost looks like an above ground hobbit hole, cute and quaint with rounded doors and windows. Uh, it's near the edge of Center City where the ground drops out uh, beneath the bridge to the university. So he's got a beautiful view of the ocean and the college. And Egwene looks around. She goes, so are we going to break in? Yeah, he's obviously sleeping. This is perfect. Uh, Durlin looks around and he goes, all right, so are we all going in at once or is one person going to unlock the door? How do we want to do this? Let's send two people in to unlock the door. He might have some sort of golem guarding him. He's a real coward. <laughs> it's been a while, but you have to remember, he's an extreme coward. Uh, you see Egwene um, uh, looks over at you and she goes, all right, we'll do it. No offense, but the rest of you guys are old as hell. <laughs> and Cran and Durlin look super offended. <laughs> I, used, I used to be younger than you. I high-five Egwene. <laughs> she high-fives you. Um, Sorry. You guys go to sneak into um, Denny's Manor. Um, you guys go over to um, one side of the house, check the windows. Uh, you see that they are locked. 
check the other side. Uh, those windows are locked as well. Um, but you guys go up to the roof and you see that there is a chimney that is big enough for halflings to fit through, certainly. Um, well, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> R.I.P.P. <laughs> R.I.P.P. Uh, you and Egwene begin working your way down the chimney. Uh, go ahead and give me a stealth check, Bev. Oh, no. Can I do it with advantage because I'm with Egwene? Yeah. I'm going to re-roll that one. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's an eight. <laughs> I love, goofs. I love goofs. Can we say that I th- threw Handy Andy with them? No. Okay, <laughs> okay I tried. So, <laughs> you see, Egwene is ahead of you, just completely silent. She <laughs> hands on both sides of the chimney, slides all the way down to the bottom, <laughs> looks up at you, gives you a thumbs up, and goes into the house. I give her two thumbs up and my and I slide all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> you give her two thumbs up, lean forward, super top heavy. You wore like your arbor and everything under it. And Bev, you free fall from the top of the chimney uh. to the bottom. Uh, you take real quick eight damage as you. Why does every Bev goop end in a fall? <laughs> I've you... learned nothing. You, boom, clang, just super, super loud noise as like all of the dust and ash that was in Denny's fireplace like explodes out. Uh, You see a light goes on in the bedroom. Egwene is in the middle of the room. Denny pops up, uh, just sees two shadows in the living room. He goes, ah, ah, and jumps out the window. Um, But his window like goes over the edge of the city. You see Scoutmaster Denny um, starts to fly out like in the chasm of the city. And Egwene goes, oh my God, he's gonna fucking die. He's gonna fucking die! No, no, no. Uh, I misty step out the window after. <laughs> Bev, you misty step out the window. 30 feet of movement. You see um, um, you're able to fly further than Denny is falling. Ah, ah, this is it. This is it for me. Um, uh, Scoutmaster Denny falls into your arms. You guys are both plummeting out of the sky falling right now. Um, all right. So I've got him in my arms. Yeah. Uh, I cast Featherfall. Sweet. <laughs> you guys, you cast Featherfall. Scoutmaster Denny is fighting you the whole time. Ah, ah, who are you? Why are you here? I didn't. <laughs> I'm going to eat you. Commit to the bit. <laughs> you feel so much piss running down his leg. Oh, gosh, that's gross. Get away from me. Ah, get away from me, Bullywog. I whisper in Beverly's voice, it's going to be fine. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> no, Beverly, save me. Save me, Beverly. <laughs> Um, I guess I tried to angle myself towards the cliff so I can climb back up. Uh, You fall like thousands of feet with a terrified Scoutmaster Denny. You guys like land in like ravaging waters. You have to like swim him back to like save his life. It's such a painstaking thing. And you see that um, as you are dragging um, Denny out of the water, like onto the rocks of the shore, um, he like collapses on the shore and goes, "Ah, all right, if you're going to kill me, just do it fast. You know what I do? I give the agreed upon signal, which is, of course, a Bullywug mating call for all the other teens to get down here. (laughs) (laughs) You do a mating call. Everyone is just so far away and thinks you're dead. (laughs) <laughs> so you are at the shores 
deep under Glade home. Uh, okay. Just like rocks everywhere. You start making a bullywug mating call, and Denny just gets up and just starts running into like All the right. cataclysm wilderness. Right, Denny, Denny, I take what? off the mask. It's me. Oh, Bev, you goofed me. <laughs> we got you. That's, you already have your humor patch, pal. <laughs> well, long story, but if you have another one on you, that'd be great. You almost killed me. <laughs> Going into battle against the Yala with a humor patch. <laughs> uh, proudly displayed. You know what, Bev? I'm proud of you. You earned your advanced humor patch. <laughs> no. You can't be in charge of giving those out. <laughs> despite everything, despite our history, I'm so happy to get it. <laughs> See, Denny walks over, and he just has this patch on him. I've been waiting someday for somebody to goof me in my sleep. The advanced humor patch. Uh, walks over and pins the advanced humor patch. <laughs> it's an honor. Um, Please be a better person from now on. <laughs> um, Bev, as you are here with Denny... Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Getting these rolls out now. Uh, that's a three. A three. Bev, you see suddenly three wolves jump out of the nearby wilderness and just jump onto Denny. Whoa! Uh, just jump whoa. and start, like, biting at him, and you see uh, Luna in werewolf form jumps up next to you, grabs your shoulder, and goes, don't worry, I sense that you were in trouble. I sense that you were sneaking up on somebody. I'm here. We're back up. We're here. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, oh, no. Oh, fuck him up. Fuck him up. <laughs> fuck him up. The wolves are just like, Terry, ah, stop. What? Luna, no. Luna, call off your boys. No. Call off your boys. No. Luna, call off my boys. Call off Boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay. He's cool. He's cool. Well, he's not cool, but he's, he's a, an acquaintance. Right. Uh, you see uh, Luna uh, pulls the wolves back. Um, <laughs> you see Denny's just been like all bitten up and messed up. His PJs oh, are all torn and fucked up and he's soaking <laughs> wet. Ah, well, I lived. <laughs> I need to go to the hospital. Well, you I you thought that... The that was the prank before, ah, but uh, that was actually you, the prank. You attacked me with wolves, Bev. <laughs> Give me back your humor patch. <laughs> uh, he passes out in the rain. Uh, and Luna goes, oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was your friend. I can kind of like sense how you guys are feeling, like how like my, my, my friends are feeling and stuff. And Aww. I didn't want to go near those guys because they're up to something else. Wait, what are they you, doing? What are they doing? Yeah, what are, what are they up to? Are they in danger? How old are you? 16? They were hanging out. <laughs> they were just hanging out. Um, cool. cool, nice. Cool. But um, you, I sensed uh, some anticipation and danger um, and then just like a huge adrenaline spike. So uh, we came right away, assumed this was your enemy. We, we got him. We <laughs> Mission accomplished, Luna. We, we got him. Yeah, uh, no, this was just a goof gone wrong. Um, <laughs> one in a long series, I'd say. <laughs> wow. Goof's gone wrong. All right, well, Love to watch it. Anyway, um, I found where Theala's headed tomorrow. <laughs> Hang on one sec. I touch hands, uh, Denny, just to get him <laughs> stable. <laughs> you touch hands, Denny? <laughs> ah, I'm alive, but I wish I wasn't. <laughs> I need a hospital. Same. Same. <laughs> so what did you learn? Uh, yes, we found where the court of gods as we think. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to find it without Theala collapsing the Iron Deep Mountains, so it seems like she cleared a path for herself. Uh, oh. We found a collapsed entrance to some catacombs. We poked around in there. 
and we found a gate. Uh, there's a message in some ancient language. Uh, I couldn't read it, and I couldn't get in, but I just kind of felt in my bones that, that that was the place. All right. We need to tell my friends immediately. We should probably go to them right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, what if we went to them in like 10 minutes for moonshine, and we could go to hard one if you want. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah. Moonshine, you know, I, I saw her with her mom. She's probably having a big heart-to-heart. Let's go to, let's totally. go to hard one. Totally. Right. Okay. So, I can't, wait, can they still fly? Uh, yeah, you see she um, uh, pulls out uh, some flying potions, um, and she uh, hands one to you. Uh, and she goes, you can hop on my back if you want. I'd much prefer that. Save your potions, my friend. <laughs> uh, she uh, uh, grabs a potion for herself, uh, takes you on her back. Uh, you see the other wolves, like one of the other wolves just like uh, uh, looks up at Luna and goes, I will take this little two legs and just <laughs> grabs it uh, uh, and just grabs Denny like callously, like on the back of the neck as if he's a kitten. That, yeah. I don't have a lot of skin there or fat there. That just, this just hurts for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a prank. <laughs> you with Luna um, fly back up with the wolves and Denny. You guys, I'll say first you drop Denny off at his house. You guys suddenly come down with a bunch of wolves and an extremely fucked up Denny uh, just like collapses in front of his home. And you see Durlin and Cran and Egwene and Balnor just like, what happened, man? You, <laughs> the you, prank took a left the, turn. <laughs> is he alive? Yeah, barely. Okay. I got him. I managed uh, to feather fall him. It's okay. Oh, um, I guess on the positive side, he was pretty dang spooked. <laughs> you see Cran nods and goes, all right then, successful goof. We did it, successful guys. Successful goof, Let's yeah. remember, this time next year, we're having a jamboree. This time next year, uh, I actually I take the advanced humor patch and I divide it between all of Aww, us. So we all have a little shit. shred of it. Uh, you see Durlin and Cran are extremely touched by this. <laughs> so childish, this patch. It doesn't go with my shirt at all, and yet... I want it desperately. <laughs> and you may have it so that you may give it to your children one day when they pull a really weird bad goof. <laughs> <laughs> you see, they laugh. Um, and those guys will all take Denny back into the house and patch him up. Right. And Luna goes, if you guys got a map or something, I can mark off the spot because I'm not going to be much help to you once you're inside. You guys are beyond what... Me and my pack are capable of here. Gotcha. Again, Hard One's our map guy. We should get to him right away. Uh, I think just like expedite the process, you know? All right. Right. Let's get to Hard One right away. Um, hard One, go ahead and roll a pure luck check. Wait a second. He rolls. He has foresight. He rolls yeah. everything with advantage. Hell yeah. Thank you. That is a 16. 16. All right. Uh, hard One. You and Shivel are basking in the afterglow, uh, laying uh, uh, in the moonlight under, um, she's got like a pack that has like pelts in it and stuff. You guys are like laying out under the pelt. Uh, hey, would you like a little smoke? Sure, yeah. I take, I take a long drag and I say, and the other thing about ducks. <laughs> ah, yes, you guys all like ducks quite a bit. Um, yeah, hard one. As hard one! <laughs> As you're, as you're uh, with Shivel uh, yeah, uh, in this blanket, like behind this tree, uh, you suddenly see a bunch of wolves and Beverly heading directly towards you, sprinting. You know what? I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't picture it happening kind of like this. 
all right, well, uh, if you want to go join your friends, uh, maybe I'll, maybe the world won't end and I'll uh, see you again. Hey, that sounds, that sounds pretty solid to me. Yeah, all right. Hey, give one to the Ola for me, eh? Yeah, I will. Yeah. All right, Thanks then. for the snog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't little... really know how to close the loop on these things. There's a little more than a snog, eh? <laughs> G- uh, gives you a wink. Oh, hey, uh, hard one. Bev, hey, you were liter- literally just in time. Just in time. <laughs> any, any second earlier and it would have been weird. Oh, thank goodness. Cool tint, by the way. Hmm? Is that, uh, is that one of the Mordenkainens? Did, uh, did one of the wizards whip that up for you? Uh, I kick the tent over so Beverly doesn't see anything. <laughs> ah, yeah, I'm under the tent now. I wow. am sorry. I thought oh. you had left. Oh, it's talking weird. tent. Amazing. I'm just stuck under these pelts now. Hey, it's going to take me a minute to clear these. Okay. I apologize. Anyway. Uh, oh, Bev, look at that. New, uh, a new uh, shred of patch. Let's talk about that and not anything else. Oh, you noticed. Uh, man, I, you know what? There's no time. I want to tell you all about it. It's probably the most primo goof I've ever pulled, but... We've got bigger fish to fry. Holy fish, that is. Um, and I gesture to Luna. Luna, sup? Um, Luna relays all the stuff that she told to Bev, um, takes uh, your map off of you, and um, is able to mark where the Court of Gods is uh, in relation to the Iron Deep Mountains. And uh, Hard One, you know this area well enough to know that this is not where any mines are this is not um in any kind of like civilized territory so this is this is something new okay and you guys rush off to find moonshine um oh uh real quick just some housekeeping can we say that what everything i did to Jaina was damn near religious and counts as a zealot's trance (laughs) (laughs) i would say yeah you get a zealot's trance uh, yeah, you see um, Jaina um, uh, rolls to the side of you and goes, oh, well. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Should yeah. we? Yes, we should uh, rejoin the party and whatnot. Right. Uh, um, yeah. Well, my uh, lady. I mean, I'm, yeah. It yeah. was a pleasure. Uh, it seems so. Uh, you see, she blushes. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, well. Um, if you want to hang out and do that again, anytime you let me know, <laughs> I, I, I will do that. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> good to meet you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm used to doing this with people I just met. Jaina runs away. <laughs> hard one. We're so cool. Hard one, Bev, and, uh, the wolves run through. You guys see Jaina sprinting in the other direction. <laughs> But looking really pleased, right? Yeah. <laughs> the hard part is the goodbye. That's what they don't tell you. I'm talking to hard one. So you were a duck? <laughs> I was a lot of things. <laughs> uh, so you guys uh, rejoin, and you guys are all together. Moonshine. Hey. Hey, everyone. Hey. What's Moonshine. Up? Hey, damn. You're glowing. Yeah. Um, yeah, literally. I mean, not as not as much as she is, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Luna howls, all of the wolves start howling. <laughs> Bev laughs along. Uh, we got a we got a map. We got a map for you to peep real quick. Oh, okay, yeah. Let me peep that map. You uh, look at the map. Um, yeah, you guys now know where the court of the gods are, um, and you guys know timeline wise that Theala should be heading there tomorrow night. 
Tomorrow night, you say. Tomorrow night is the 40th night. Interesting. All right, y'all. Um, I guess I might start making preparations for for this. It's time to get serious? I mean, okay. are, are we doing this? This is freaking crazy to be on the precipice of either success or failure. Yeah. Sorry to put it like that. Oh, no. It just feels weird. We've had... 39 days of waiting for this day to come, and now here it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. How y'all feeling? I actually feel a lot better after after I got the cleanse. Do you need any kind of greater restorations or anything like that, Balnor? That might be helpful, yeah. I'm still feeling a little under the weather, but if you okay. got anything for me. Bring it in. Bring it in. Balnor goes over, takes a knee. Okay, I, ca I cast some greater restoration on. Cast greater restoration. You see that um, Balnor was looking a little bit like um, sweaty and like sallow skinned um, and now looks a little bit more like robust. All right. Back in it. It's not a walking day anymore. We're back in it. We're yeah. the hounds, baby. Ow. Back in ow, it. Ow, ow, you see all the wolves ow, ow. instantly start yapping and going nuts. <laughs> uh, I don't know where y'all figure yourself for the evening, but... It might be nice for old time's sake to top it off with one big bed. If There's no other way. Inclined. <laughs> <laughs> you lead the way, Moonshine. Okay. <laughs> um, you see that um, as you guys go off, Luna goes, all right then. Um, I don't think there's much else I can do to help you guys, but best of luck. Kick the Allah's ass. We will. I bark at her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad says that you're not supposed to dog it, but the way you do it, I'd rather be doing nothing else. Oh, oh! See, the, the oh. wolves are start all start going crazy. Nearby, like, <laughs> guards look super freaked out. Not sure what they're supposed to do. Luna salutes you guys, um, and she heads off. And you see um, all of these uh, dwarves that are now ducks that are partying. Um, <laughs> uh, a bunch of, like, the dwarves run up and just like, oh, man, wolves, let's drink with wolves. This is cool. You see Luna <laughs> and the wolves just instantly join the party. <laughs> we, should, we should let them know the timeline so that they're not literally sitting ducks tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, they technically could be. It does last 24 hours if they want. Wow. But that requires concentration, which I'll be honest, I already dropped my concentration <laughs> back in the woods with You Jaina. see, there are dwarves that are just regular dwarves that are pecking at each other with their faces. And everyone is too drunk to notice. You're not a duck, Nerman. You're no <laughs> yes, longer a I duck. Am. <laughs> yes, I am, Skippy. It's a duck where it counts. I'm a duck. <laughs> Shall we make camp? Head to bed? Yeah, what are y'all thinking? One big bed on the Stormborn or one big bed in one of our fancy Mordenkaiden's magnificent mansion or one big bed in the dorm room? <laughs> See if Carl's there. How about one big bed under the stars? I think that oh, sounds nice. Right. Yeah, I was hoping you'd say that. Um, you guys go over, you find a spot near the Stormborn. You guys camp for the night under the stars. Okay. In, so I'm gonna sleep for four hours. Like I'm just gonna like cuddle up with everyone. But then in the middle of the night, I guess I can only cast one of these. Mm. In the middle of the night, I'm going to wake up and just kind of rustle hard one a little bit. Hard one. Mm. Mm, yeah, <clears throat> oh, hey, I uh, just finished my trance, I think. <laughs> 
No, I think you're still in the middle of it. I do. Right. <laughs> I do. That makes sense. I'm pretty you make a beautiful transfer, though. Um, and then I'm going to cast Antipathy on him so that Ooh. the spell attracts or repels creatures of your choice. So angels are going to be repelled from hard one. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So Anti-bird I, spray. So I think I just say, take care of yourself, okay? You're very precious to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Falls back to sleep. I give him a little kiss on the cheek, and then I just, I guess I go back to bed because the other one is only eight hours. Cool, I think we just have one last sleep together. Yeah. Before the world changes forever. I guess I can also, before my trance, I'll make the heroes feast and some good mm. berries, and then I get my trance in. So, Moonshine, you go into your trance. You make your heroes feast. You have it ready for everybody in the morning. You guys wake up and the sun rises. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> so many berries. This oh, is a yeah. lot of berries. Everyone grab the good berries. Remember to save them. Okay. <laughs> Balnor's already popped a bunch. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's only 10 of them. Oh, wow. My God. I was making cranberry. I was making good berry juice. <laughs> Squeezing. Again, eight. no. Not right. how we use okay. them. Help yourself to a hero's feast. Uh, Your berry smoothie could be pretty good, actually. Yeah. I think we finally earned this one. So, yeah. Uh, get to it. Um, I guess if you will let me, I would like to cast an, a spell, then do my zealot's trance. To, I would like to cast a ninth level spell, then. Wow, zealot's trance? Zealot's tra yeah, yeah, great. Okay, then I'm going to say, um, Bev, I put a little boon on. Hard one, but I don't want you to think I forgot about you. So I'm going to cast uh, Foresight on Bev. Whoa. So Bev, um, you have the ability to see into the immediate future for the duration. You can't be surprised. You have advantage on attacks, ability checks, and saving throws. And other creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against you. I see the world laid out mathematically. So many yeah. goofs, so many possibilities. <laughs> uh, so many goofs, so little time. Right, yeah. <laughs> Use it for good, not goofs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Just this once, I will. So ideally, ideally, Bev will be having all these advantage on, ta on attacks and the angels will be afraid of hard one. Moonshine, how would you feel about a boon swap? I could do a boon swap, yeah. Um, I lay hands on Moonshine and I cast Death Ward. Ooh, that's great! All right, everyone, bring it in. All righty, uh, you guys all hug. Um, and Balnor goes, "Gang, if that was the last one big bed, it was a good one." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. And hey, because we can never say it enough, Moonshine. Thank you for this breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did make it at, I did make it four hours ago, so it, it has gone cold. <laughs> <laughs> like, I went to do the dishes and they were already done. I don't know. That's true. Amazing. I was a little nervous, so yeah. <laughs> I stayed I up and I did the dishes. <laughs> uh, Moochad, you see that? Um, Jaina is very formal. She's left you like a thank you card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, If we're all getting ready, there's maybe a couple more things I'd like to do just to make sure that we have the best odds we, we can. Is this your stand-up act? <laughs> <laughs> I like put away a note card I have in my hand. <laughs> no. 
What? What's the deal with the fly spell? <laughs> Did your dad ever tell you your dog in it? And you're like, Dad, but I love dogs. <laughs> no one laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Falner, Falner cracks up. Yeah. I hate dog in it. <laughs> um, I would like to cast uh, the ceremony spell. Um, which is a Xanathar's Guide spell. Uh, it's a first level thing where everybody uh, can get a D4 to all their saving throws for the next 24 hours. Whoa. Oh my God. Uh, it's called Dedication. Touch a humanoid who wishes to be dedicated to your God's service. For the next 24 hours, add a D4 to all saving throws. Uh, so in lieu of a God, I imagine it would just be the service of Bohemia itself. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and... I know this is maybe a little outside of my comfort zone, but I think for just this once, I want to disobey my mom. And I pull out Hard One Stick and Poke Tattoo Kit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we think in Titan. Go through my cabin. We doing Titans tattoos, gang? <laughs> we got to do Titan tats. We're going to do Titan right, tats. Titan what is it? What do you guys think is on a Titan tat? I was thinking maybe just a little pillow. Oh, that's... To symbolize one big bed. What cute. about... I just point to Papa. <gasps> Papa. He got a little lost in all the partying. <laughs> he had a big night last night. <laughs> he fought a duck and he won. <laughs> <laughs> he nods. He's he's wearing a medal. <laughs> That's impressive. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the dwarves really took to Papa last night. Papa's extremely hungover and is trying to pretend that he's not. <laughs> Let it out, baby. Let it out. Hard one, you're the artist of the group. Can you give us all little pawpaw tattoos? Uh, I don't know. Can I? I raise my uh, I raise my shorts and I show everyone my quad where I already have a pawpaw tattoo. <laughs> it's so infected. <laughs> wow. Man. By the way, can someone cast uh, cure wounds on this wow. thing? I I like pat it as if I'm admiring that tattoo and cast touch hands. Great. Wow, look at that. Wow. So big. Hey, whoa, it really cleared up. <laughs> that was quick. You're resilient. What can I say? Uh, yeah, I draw I draw pawpaw tattoos on everybody. Sweet. Everybody's not Papa though, right? He doesn't need one. <laughs> Papa still wants one. Yeah, give him one. The boy wants oh, okay. one. Give him yeah. one. Sure. <laughs> Tattoo of your. On, all right. Where do you uh, Where do you want it, buddy? <laughs> uh, just like gestures, just to his body. <laughs> his tummy. Okay. <laughs> He's got a big tattoo just of a possum. Shave him a little that's bit. Why, that's why. If it's on his tummy, then if he grows, then it will still be to scale. Oh. That's perfect. All right. <laughs> if he gains weight, so will his tattoo. <laughs> Wait, can you add Mo to all of them, hard one? Yeah. <laughs> I sure can. Uh, you guys all get Pawpaw tattoos, including Pawpaw. <laughs> no matter what happens, guys, let's, let's always work to keep being friends and to keep everything we love safe, okay? Yeah. I think we're going to absolutely fucking destroy the Allah's fucking day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We're the freaking I'm hounds. Going at Let's just fucking oh, stomp oh, her oh, fucking oh, face oh, in. All right, gang. All right. Uh, I guess. I mean, I know that a lot of heroes might want to, you know, leave with a big parade of people, but. I'm thinking maybe we just kind of sneak out. <laughs> you suddenly hear a horn blast oh, throughout the city. Oh, no. People of Gladeholm, <laughs> my daughter, Moonshine oh, no. Sybin, queen of the elves, oh, 
<laughs> people when you and say her it party, like that. The band of boobs, aka the Titans of Bohemia. Mm. Our Sounds heroes good. are off to face the god Theala and keep this planet safe. And you hear cheers going up throughout the city as um, the various citizens of Gladeholm and the super hungover dwarves come around. <laughs> um, uh, you see, they seem to have procured uh, ducks, like got drunk during the night and went and like grabbed some ducks out of like <laughs> the water. Um, you see dwarves coming by and elves and Eladrin and your friends um, like Lucanus and Mima, Mama, Jaina. Jay, okay, if Jaina's there, I think I'm gonna maybe like do a little, uh, uh, maybe do the tuck the hair behind the ear and like a little Ooh. mushroom sprouts up. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, she shivers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> didn't know I liked that, but now I do. <laughs> I'm gonna try that on Shivalin. <laughs> huh. Well, can I can I um use my spores to like from a distance make it happen? Yeah, I report spores. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> oh, you put a little bit of shit in my hair. Yeah, feels like being at home. You should be honored. You should be honored. Yeah. Can I do a perception check to see if I clock either yeah. of these things? Yeah. Uh, uh, Bev, you can do an insight check. That's an eighteen. Eighteen. Uh huh. Uh, Bev, you know what's up. <gasps> these guys were these guys were hooking up last night. <laughs> My head is on a swivel between both of them, and I'm just like, no, what? <laughs> oh! And I like just run over. I jump into Hard One's hands. <laughs> uh, Balor, cool, keep it cool. Balor, cool. Balor pats uh, Moonshine on the shoulder. Oh, hey. We were we were running around, uh, hanging out with Scoutmaster Danny. What the hell were we doing, Bev? <laughs> Hey, Harwan, how did my little enchantments work for you last night? Uh, I would have had to be a duck without it, so I really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so yeah, you guys see um, uh, uh, Shivel uh, says goodbye to Harwan. Ah, yes, it'll be good to see you again. Yes, yes, indeed. As long as we don't die. Yes. Ah. <laughs> All right, don't die, because I'll go into a bit of a rage. Okay. You, hey, you, yeah. Hi. You stay angry. <laughs> All right. Stay angry. I'm stay coming angry. back. I'll just be here, steaming up, getting mid, <laughs> waiting for you to come back. I like you when you're angry. All right. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Bev, your mom um, gives you a kiss and says goodbye. Um, and um, all your other friends, um, Cobb uh, goes over, uh, gives you guys all a hug. Hey, I'm proud of you guys. You guys have kept it light so far, right? Don't disappoint me. <laughs> Not yeah. that you ever could. Predator handshake him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cobb Predator handshakes you. And uh, Bev, you see that uh, Egwene goes up to you and gives you a hug. And she goes, if you can get Erlen back, that would obviously make me very happy. But I want you to come back too. And I know that Erlen wouldn't want you to sacrifice yourself or to put yourself in danger. So you come back too, okay? You freaking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll do everything I can. You gigantic turd. <laughs> uh, she brings you in for a hug, um, gives, you, gives you a dead arm. <laughs> I give her one right back. <laughs> oh, <what> the fuck? <laughs> you guys see um, uh, Mima and Lucanus and everyone. Um, Lucanus and Mima run over um, and both uh, gush over um, Moonshine. You're gonna oh. make me so proud, baby. Oh, and uh, 
you know what? I think you're Pride right of the Elves. Though. You see, Lucanus <laughs> keeps opening up to everyone. As... All right. If it means so much to you people, yeah, I'm Queen of the Elves. Queen I'm of, Bride the elves. of the Elves. Excelsior! <laughs> Excelsior, indeed. All the, all the other elves yell out, Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> Strange people. <laughs> um... And as the, cheers, as the cheers go up around the city and your friends and family bid you farewell, you all get onto the Stormborn, head out from the safe barrier of the city. I think as soon as we get on, we're like, have all these like plastered smiles on from mm-hmm. like, like leaving from like saying like, oh, it's going to be good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I think as soon we get on, as we get on, I turn to them and I absolutely drop my smile and a look of sheer terror comes across my face. And that's where we'll end our session. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, beautiful babies. <laughs> wow. Wow, we. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, Congratulations, my y'all. You fucked in D&D. Yay! <laughs> you guys done did it. Uh, Keith and Jaina, I know my, that the two people have been with in D and D. Although that. I know what happened, I think Moonshine just went down on Jaina for a while. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Moonshine, got, Moonshine got nothing Save in return. Yeah, I think know she what? only what knows how to give. <laughs> and just because I know there will be threads about it, uh, Shivel mentioned a snog, which is just making out. But yeah. whatever happened that um, you all wanted to happen, she was into hard one. If you guys hooked up, you guys hooked up. Yeah. I'll never tell. <laughs> I will tell. tell. <laughs> oh yeah, we got, we got I sex. brought Jaina to <laughs> ecstasy. <laughs> uh, sweet guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to our penultimate episode. Crazy. Wow. That's going to oh, be the last amazing. long rest that the band of boobs have <sighs> on the show. How crazy is that? Oh boy. Okay, gang. Um, well, uh, next week, as we said at the announcement at the beginning of the show, um, we're not going to have a regular episode on Thursday. We're going to be streaming it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be posting another official announcement. Um, so um, be on the lookout for that um, and be prepared to watch it Saturday night. We're thinking um, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern. That work cool. for us, I think. That's what we're going to do? Great. Yeah, I'll be around. Yeah, we're going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Probably make it. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Does anybody have anything else to plug? Our we have a whole bunch of new shirts and stuff in the a bunch. Oh, okay. yeah. We got a bunch of new shirts and stuff in the store. A Maverick shirt, a Scrumper shirt. Scrumper, the Papa plot armor shirt, ton of good stuff. uh, And it's all fresh. It's all up there right now. Go grab it. I think it's shop.nadpod.com. Yeah. Correct. Check it out, guys. Um, awesome. And, uh, cool. Um, and then uh, follow us on Twitter, at chmurfisme, at caldiescaldwell, at Emily, and at jakehurwitzisjake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are, we are, the youth of a nation. We And now it is time to thank our benevolent council of elders. We've got Brad D, Dylan B, Danny P, Steelbreaker, and Samuel B. Bubbles the Bonecats brothers and sisters. 
Not one of this critter litter was able to live a second life as a skeleton, but Jay Lomas actually did come back as a hairball for a little bit, so that was good. Beardman Dan, Adam R, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Alucard, and the Undead Incinerator. Crick Bullywugs, who have been crossbreeding with nanoflies in the grandma tree, honestly, their offspring is going to have enormous, terrifying, yet perfect teeth. Halder Frostback, Jordan DJ, Jeffrey S, Cutter W, and Andrew M. Pendergreen's new troll friends. Now that they're not filled with bloodlust, they are actually pretty rad. So rad that they're actually thinking about starting a band, even though they all play drums, but that's going to be fine. Schubert the Mushroom, Elena C., Michael McD, the head mixologist, Victor T. Balnor, Balnor's boy, and Michael C., a bunch of frost dwarves who are still ducks, but are way too happy about it because they're just living that mallard life, and they're not going back, okay? Justin I., Jacob C., Elena M., Dana G., and Paul G., the team of scribes that Jaina has enlisted to copy an incredibly verbose love letter to Moonshine that she has not stopped dictating, not even to take a breath, and Dana G. is seriously considering sabotaging the endeavor so Jaina can just save a little face there. I recommend that. Damiel R., Destin C., Jibe G., David T., and Aaron Sully, Luna's Wolfpack, fierce, loyal, loves to party, also, David T. fully took off one of Denny's fingers, and it is stuck in their molar. Sergio Salazar, Solomon Zacharias de Sessuani, Michael L., Trele the Crefe, Jory S., and Matt M., Cordon's team who helped him make over the cabin of the SS Stormborn. They all hung Hard One's most tasteful pieces and ultimately had to burn some of the uh, really fucking deviant ones. Adam H., Ryan Angel B, Kelvin Noodles, and Chris R, a group of ducks that were super confused by all the dwarven ducks crowding their pond. You gotta, you gotta snap your bill on those guys. Richard X Machina, Sam L, Troy McSee, Drew Nasty, Nick W, some nanoflies that survived the apocalypse in the Grandma Tree and have been procreating at a rate that would make Moonshine proud. Josh S, Nicholas C, Austin C, Kristen P, and Axel A, Egwene's PR team, who walked her through the apology to Bev, then watched in awe as she ignored all of the advice they gave. Mike H, Matthew E, Catherine S, Shadow, and Stefaniku, the Glade Home drugstore where Jaina bought her post-hookup thank you card at. Uh, turns out Glade Home has a whole section devoted to post-hookup stationary very cool i gotta go shopping there if only if only i knew how to read tjm the gnome barbarian trash the traveler robert f hunter lr and frankie cran and derlin's rugby team that is right you didn't know they play rugby but they do zolo dolo nick b burley t panama james i am the atlas the manufacturers of the advanced humor patch it is a great honor woven in silk and gold and they only make one a year they were absolutely horrified when bev ripped it in four you have to return that bud colton b j cc lulu aiden rh and dave h luna's flying werewolf pack who def all have matching shirts that say when dogs fly Timmy R, J Dragonborn, Zach C, Joseph A, and Grace G, the tag team champions of the Dwarven Duck Wrestling Federation. These mallards absolutely pack the competition. Lucas B, Jordan L, Talith X, Mateo C, and Casimir the All-Knowing, a bunch of craven pebble pots who were visiting Denny when Bev attempted his goof within 30 seconds of Denny jumping out the window. They declared him dead, stole all of his belongings, and ran. They can't help it. It is 
in their blood. They're not to blame. Kaylee Elise, Barnesinator, Christian A, Jens Christian T, and Luke H, the only other green teens besides Bev who have earned the advanced humor patch. They got it by kidnapping their scoutmaster and throwing them into a volcano as a goof. Devin W, Chenoa B, Jared E, Persephone, and Eric McD, a nice family that was having a picnic Well, Hard One and Shivel did their business behind a nearby tree. Hard One has been reported to the Glade Home Police and is currently wanted for indecent exposure. Very nice. Reese NS, Big Bad John, and Eric and Andrea B, Jonathan O, and Austin MR, a crew of dwarves who, against all odds, retained their duck form after the animal shape spell ended. They will spend the rest of their days waddling and quacking the dream of every dwarf in Iron Deep. Stephen C., Maxwell C., Mike K., Omri M., and Calum L., the Crick Bullywugs who may who run Mayor Joe's re-election campaign. Crick elections are decided by wrestling, so they pretty much just go around kicking everyone's ass. Scott D, Mikon G, Dan the Red Rain, and Sir Slim. The Caw Caw impersonators that were hired by Jaina for Hard One's party. You didn't think that was actually Caw Caw, did you? Nope, just five extremely convincing crow body doubles. What the fuck? That's not that's not fucking true. Richard C, Karen T, Curtis S, Nathaniel P, and Nikki W, Kaka's friends. On his travel, Kaka made many pals, each one more generous than the last, offering food and shelter, but no one could offer Kaka what hard one does, unyielding love and attention. Wow, that's really nice. I didn't even write that one. I think someone else did. I feel like Murph wrote that one, but that's cool. That was really nice of him to say. Andrew B., Christopher B., Nicholas P., Kevin M., and Rahul N., the only other green teens to have their advanced humor patch. They got it when they pushed their scoutmaster into a troubled ocean from an airship. Epic goof. Wow, very similar I didn't steal it. Maribel, the Kitty Morphing Gnome, Joe McGee, Meta Amps, Atticus C, and Amy W. The only Iron Deep dwarves who kicked Nerman's ass in his wrestling matches. Also, the only people Nerman fought in his wrestling matches. Eric G, Michelle O, Gage M, Number one, Beverlyn fan Jen R and Fel Donis, nanorflies in the grandma tree who are gathering oppo research on Mayor Joe. Turns out Joe has some skeletons in his jar, folks. Brittany B, Eric F, Redneck Ruff, Christian S, and Jack L, Tonathan's personal trainers. You might be surprised, but Tonathan doesn't spend all his time studying. In fact, he is training the legs and the core so he can be the one to do this scooping. You gotta lift with your legs, kids. Why Grek? 32, Michael K.M., Tingle the Bard, Esme M., Ben A., and Neork. Witnesses who saw the Jaw Jaw Egwene fight. And um, so unfortunately for Bev, Egwene really didn't exaggerate that much about kicking Jaw Jaw's ass. Colton K., Spurs Guy 69, Keith K., Emilio D., Gareth the OK, and Temporal. Shiblin's clan of very upset barbarians. They're quite mad. They're in a rage. You better stay out of their way or you'll get it ticked. Yes. Yes. Thanks, folks. That was a HeadGum Podcast.